running this rap. Freeway, we run this rap. Old Spark, we running this rap. Chris and me, we running this rap. The takeover, the breaks over. God MC, me, Jehovah. Hey, little soldier, you ain't ready for war. ROC too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test. Chesting in line of fire with your thin best. You bringing them boys to men. Them boys pull win. This is grown man B.I. Get you rolled in the triage. Your reach ain't long enough, Dunny. Your peeps ain't strong enough. Rockefeller is the army, better get the Navy. Kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap. M-E-Z, we running this rap. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Wait, we running this rap. Owen Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Nick, we running this rap. I don't care. B, 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 Fly, we on the air? Fly me to the moon. Are we yeah. on the air? Is it, check, check, is it check. real? Are we on Are we the live, air? ladies and gentlemen? Is it radio yet? Yeah. Oh, man, JV, you got that bad mic cord. I got to switch yeah. out that mic he's cord, man. got the bad man. mic cord, but he's, he's got, got the rap hands funky and little. Voice. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You got to hook me up, then they hook me up. Yeah, we got to get you a new one. Masai doesn't doesn't check, seem to check. be. Oh, there he is. Oh. Masai is having problems. Really? Masai is a technical dick difficulty. <laughs> technically a dick. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> technically a dick. <laughs> 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 technically. I don't hear anything, so I might have to just. Go. Can you guys hear me? I'll turn I hear you. Yeah, you are. Right you on? You on? Turn you up a little bit. Check your headphones. Yeah, it's my headphones. Oh, you talking about the? Oh, you broke one side. He using one side. Hello. Hello. Oh God. You on a helicopter? Why don't we just spend the whole show fixing everything? Uh, JB, I'll get you another cord. All right? I'm, I'm cool with what I got right now. If I yeah. sound good. Okay, as long as, as, long as you don't start I'm making those funky PJ noise headphones. We should just have a show before this show where we just do mic check, like an hour-long mic check. That, with it. Yeah, we checked I'm every day. We were good. I don't you? know what happened to you. You don't know Red what happened? Red stripe Jenkins. Really? You don't know what happened to me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. Yeah. I got Can we get a screenshot? These are like monocles. These are the guest headphones. We got to get these with the cats, and he's got to do it one. These are like monocles, right? Like headphones, but only one. Yeah. get one a year. Oh, no, you talk. Sonical monocles. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll tweet that out. That's excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beach Eye Radio at Peach Eye Radio on Twitter. My name is Mr. I. Yeah, he can't even get it right. I'm Sorry. JB, a.k.a. I like to start out rough. Uh, I don't know. You Mr. need a new Something a.k.a. Else. every week. Size I'm bearings so, no. are off. About fuzzy, my name is DJ Fuzzy Moses. Master. Fuzzy Moses? Oh, I like you, like my, you like my mohawk? Yeah. You like my mohawk? You like <laughs> that? Oh, fuzzy yeah. <laughs> Tanisha hates it. Who else we got with us tonight? Um, Lo-Fi Lobo in the spot. What up? Yeah, I was actually thinking about all the all the cats that Jay Z shouted out at the beginning of the takeover, and how they're really no longer. Oh, they don't rock with. They're not doing it. They're not taking over the rap game anymore. Where are they now? That'll be us. We're sparks. Five years. True. Did you say no? I'm I'm saying no. Um, Nas is still doing his thing. Yes. Did Nas get a shout out at the beginning? Well, he kind of got a shout out somewhere in the middle. He got this in the middle. He got a ill shout out in the middle. He got an ill shout out in the middle. I don't think that counts. That was real personal. True, did you say Oh, true Bounce, okay True's here too And uh Yeah, it's gonna be one of those nights Ladies and gentlemen Uh So 
In the meantime, uh, as always, you can play along on Twitter. Tonight, we decided we're going to harass two uh, particular celebrities. That's going to be Tyrese, at Tyrese, and also Revrun, at Revrun Wisdom on Twitter. Uh, the reason for that is, I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to see it. Uh, there was, they have a new uh, talk show coming out yes. called... It's not. It's not you. It's the man. I think it's called something like that. And something kind of, like that. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, just the, the whatever the black male perspective on relationships. And it's, it's the two of them. It's Tyrese and Rev Run. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, talk it's show. like a Steve Harvey book turned into a talk show or something. And um, uh, I'm I'm one of the yeah. episodes. I don't even know if it started yet. Like it's just like one of the early the show episodes. started. The show started. The show, it, oh, it's like just wait, started, right? What? Yeah, it started. It started. We're still doing sound check, everybody. <laughs> check, 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 check. No, actually, I was doing uh, whiskey check because I thought I sat it here and I didn't see it. I was about to panic. Oh. Shout out to Albany Distilling Company. Somebody has whiskey tonight. <laughs> You'll be all right. You it's got- on top of the refrigerator. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. All right. You got Stripe. Stripe? Yeah, I got Red Stripe. Yeah. I got it for you, sis. All right, all right. So Tyrese and Rev Run. Okay, so they have a, um, they have a new talk show. And, uh, whoa. And it sucks. And there was an episode they had recently with. Wait a minute, but does the show suck or was that episode I, just I think the episode? Based on, well, based on the one clip I saw, I'll never watch the show ever. Yeah, I agree. Um, but there was uh, a clip with uh, Amber Rose, uh, and she was like a guest on the show, and they were talking about consent. And uh, like pretty much right away, Reverend and Tyrese started like trying to find like loopholes in, in consent for some reason. And they're, and Tyrese is talking about how like if a woman dresses a certain way and her energy is like this, how am I supposed to not like grab her? T- and shit like, and uh, I and think Tyrese was playing devil's advocate to runs. No, he's just an idiot. Like, you, there's no, there's no ambiguity here. And 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 Rev Run wasn't playing good cop. Like, there was no. They were both just like asking questions, like trying to find like loopholes to to what she was trying to convey. And uh, I was surprised because I think after after doing this show, like we've been doing the show for a while. When I watch shows, I always like wonder how people like prepare for the show. So right. I, I I would just think that if you know you're gonna have Amber Rose on, you could just. See what she's been up to for the last few months. You know, find out what you're right. getting into when you get what's on the show. Cur- what's her current events? And and uh, to, for them to say stuff like that made me think, wow, they just really did. They have no clue what they're talking about, and they didn't even bother to like find out what you know what kind of what some of her like politics were. To why would you mention something like that? Um, unless they're just completely ignorant and uh, and they're you know and they're on the air and that's dangerous. So uh, we're gonna harass them tonight. What's going on, guys? Nope. Go whiskey ahead. The whiskey. We're shout still trying to figure out, to, out drinks. Everybody, shout out to Albany Distilling well, Company. Word up. So, did and did anybody see that clip? Did anyone else see that clip? I saw the clip. You, I saw some of the you clip. You saw a clip. Okay. I, didn't see that. I saw what I saw an internet clip of uh, a very specific conversation uh, where she was talking about consent. What I think what her quote was, uh, you know, I could essentially, I could be butt naked in bed. You could be, uh, you know, referring to the dude. He could be ready to have me ready to go with a condom on, and I could say, uh, her, her, I maybe Amber Rose being, I could say no then and there. And yeah. it still means no. Yeah. And there was like they were confused, like, well, I don't, you know, it's yeah. like. What's funny was everyone clapped after she said that, and then immediately after Tyrese or Rev Run goes like, "Well, if you're dressed a certain way, you should expect to be treated a certain way." And then you hear a different clap, but it right. was still equally loud, but it was clearly men clapping. Just like, the, yeah, the, the other the, the date, yeah, like the person you can hear like the, the difference time, in yeah. the pitch of the clapping. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? But so. I was surprised uh, because I saw that clip on the internet, and then differently, uh, maybe yesterday I saw it, uh, maybe a rerun of that on TV. And the biggest thing that surprised me was that. 
that this show was on Oprah Winfrey's network, it was right. on her own channel. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, and I guess maybe not so surprising, but uh, it was surprising that that's where it all came from, and that was the guest, and this was the host, and this was the show on Oprah's network that this was what was happening. But uh, yeah, I won't. I won't be checking it again. The yeah. funny thing about about those TV shows, you know, they always have a, uh, a person in the audience to hype the audience up, right, and, right. and they throw those cue cards up or those signs up, clap or make noise or get loud. Please clap. So I'm I'm one. Oh, please clap. <laughs> Please clap. Please clap. Uh, So I'm wondering if uh, the two different audience members, types of audience members that clapped... Were, were cued to clap at a certain time. No, it was just dumb men and, and then there were women there. Maybe they, I, said, maybe they had a sign that said, guys clap. Guys clap. <laughs> right. Babies guys clap, clap, girls clap. You never know what they do behind the scenes. They yeah, usually true. do something it's, like it's that. It's very distinct, though, when you hear, like, you can hear people, like, even, like, yelling and clapping. But anyway, you watch the clip. The clip speaks for itself. Yeah, and because uh, she wasn't wrong. People just wanted to disagree or at least not really, like, yeah. to applaud that that thought. They were like, yeah, that is right. But wait, is that right? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course it's right. Well, the name of the show, I think, is It's Not You, It's Men. And, and I wonder if this is just going to be recurring theme like every week they just prove just that wrong. men are wrong <laughs> that'll be their whole like yeah like let's just yeah let's just it's really drive this point got, home. and again that they got those two guys to be you know the representation of that for that like i, I feel like there's other people in the community that, you know that could represent you know that side better than oh yeah. than tyrese and red Brown. but maybe not maybe they've been no 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 there are that, maybe they're perfect I, maybe they're perfect like, i it was weird I, he was talking tyrese was talking about like his eight-year-old daughter and he was kind of like you know at what point do I have to find inspiration to just not be a dickhead to women? You know what I mean? He was like asking Amber Rose for advice to like be a better father to his daughter. And at, at what, basically, at what point do I can I not just be a man and be like a better man? And it's like just fucking mm-hmm. be a better dude, man. Yeah, start now. You, yeah, don't start. Need, you don't even need kids. You can just start. Like, right. You know. Just this be a better man today. Show? Was this their first show? I think it was. I their think first it show. must have been. So this yeah. is like oh, we got to cause some controversy. Right. We need some viewership exactly. because exactly next that. week it's going to be like guys never ask for directions. Totally yeah, right. opposite way. And it continues that way. Yeah, I wish they could. They, there's a way to stir controversy without like hurting people, I guess. And I, I think by perpetuating that stuff, it's just I don't know. It's so tired. I'm just sick of hearing it. And I was surprised that they did it just based on uh, who was on the show. There was one part I really liked though because Amber Rose was speaking about how um, she was. She used to be the same way, and she was like uh, part of this, you know, part of this whole system patriarchy. And she's perpetuating um, the same thing. She used to be a slut shamer. She called herself, and she was right. like, I used she to, used to go and like, do, do the, the walk of shame. shame. Yeah. Uh, no, no. She was just saying she used to do the same shit, make the same excuses that they were making because she's part of the system and then she woke up to it and realized it was bullshit and she was calling them out for their bullshit on the air hoping that they would you know that they would wake up to the same thing so I thought that was cool of her because that's I don't know that's uh, she definitely has a uh, I think a unique perspective when she's uh, from where she's coming from and everything that she's been through uh, publicly and we've all kind of seen a lot of her personal life uh, unfold on Twitter and and on on TV shows so it was cool to hear her say like yeah I used to be as dumb as y'all are now I'm trying to help you not be there you know Um, and the whole point of bringing this up was, was not really to rehash the whole thing. I want people to go watch it and kind of draw their own conclusions. But we're going to harass Tyrese and Rev Run tonight. Yes, uh, I already tweeted them. That was the point. One time, so you can you can go uh, get their Twitter names. It's just at Tyrese and at Rev Run Wisdom, and uh, we're just going to randomly bother them throughout the night uh, because yeah, because they're stupid, and I feel like they should be called out for it. And if you, I, I think if you have any type of platform, and you see something like that, why not call it out? Especially when it's like black dudes, and we're usually a panel of uh, usually black dudes. So, uh, so we'll be harassing them tonight. Uh, also with exactly. Us, also with us tonight, uh, we're very <laughs> special to invite back uh, PJ Katz. Hey, Hello. hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Katz. Long time no see. I have uh, I have a confession. What? Actually, 
Do you like the show? Nate didn't clap. I love the show. <laughs> For his announcement. Love the show. He's, like, actually, he's like, Tyrese had a good point, actually. <laughs> the claps are down tonight. The claps are down. I'm claps trying to bring them back. Okay. I'm trying to bring them up right now. The oh. little kids aren't around. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, exactly. Put your babies to bed, ladies. They retired from Jeb Bush. Well, <laughs> clearly it wasn't an issue for the Tyrese Reverend show. Yeah, they had those claps. They got the claps. Yeah, right, you so get, you, I'll give you a weak one. Yeah. <laughs> what's, Wait, your, what's your confession? Confession. Uh, so, I think it was last week, you guys were raving on about thrust, thrust mustard. Thrust mustard, yes. That, that was me. Week before last. That, that, was, that, was, you. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Oh, that was you. Okay. So, two weeks ago, two, yes. two, weeks, two weeks ago, we did a show where we had people send us secrets, and uh, one of the secrets used the phrase thrust mustard, and I think we were... <laughs> We were tweeting that at um, who was uh, Questlove. Questlove. Um, so feel free. In fact, that could, you can tweet that again tonight. Thrust mustard. Just oh, did we just go off there? Oh, there we go. Oh. Uh, thrust mustard. You can tweet that at uh, Tyrese and Rev Run Wisdom on Twitter. Uh, hashtag thrust mustard. We'll use that again tonight. But that was your secret. That was me. So people My see bad. this is great because we didn't know who was sending in those yeah, secrets. It's not a true secret. I just I love that word. You're just a liar. So I'm trying to. So yeah. here's a, your other secret: is that you're <laughs> a liar. You're just a big <laughs> liar. <laughs> so you just wanted to use that word. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Uh, I haven't seen you since the, uh, the Dilla tribute show. That was a good time. That was, was a good time. Smashing good time. We had a lot of fun. We can do more of that type of stuff. I think that brings a good crowd out. And people yeah. are into it. Uh, yeah, a lot of the people that were there um, weren't like I said. We mentioned we talked about this a little afterwards, but they weren't our usual crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually had a guy. Oh, we got the class. There we go. Made it work. Made you it work. You woke the kids up. He woke the kids up. Get up. Get up. Jeb Bush. Gonna need some penicillin for that. <laughs> so a lot of people that that were there weren't our usual crowd. So they've been kind of contacting us and hitting us up about it. Um, True had one guy hit him up uh, specifically about the set the, that we did um, with you know with you and Struz playing and everything. And they were like, "Oh, we want to. We're doing." another show and we want kind of that same vibe can we get like a rapper that can rap over jazz and do this stuff so we're, we're we've been building since even that show um, so yeah definitely thank you for coordinating that because you did like all pretty much all the uh, musical coordination with that and yeah. uh, people seem to like it we had a packed house it was good, good time man let's keep doing it yeah it was free cheese I was all about that yeah I was yeah, saying about a new crowd you're talking edge. about these guys in Troy uh, the men and women in Troy that are drinking beer by the wine glass right and this was <laughs> this was new to me as far as that venue and uh, <laughs> that was odd and what, and what we were really doing and I feel like but I I uh I was able to adapt rather quickly, and uh, I look forward to it again. I'm drinking booze out of a boot. Yeah, I don't right? give a, yeah, I don't a real boot. But it was like, you Maybe know, for me, it was her. like I hadn't gotten a chance to really get out in a long time. I was seeing everybody for a minute, and it was like I had a, you know, I had a, a 500 milliliter bottle of beer, a huge wine glass, and I was like, both my hands are now occupied for the evening. Yes. With this now, with this $20 <laughs> beer that I just bought good that I'm not putting up. down anytime until it's done. Ever. And uh, other than that, it was a good time. Maybe third hand. So we need a third hand at the door. <laughs> In Troy, yeah, yeah. we'll work on that. We learned Maybe some things. Some we're gonna, we're thing. definitely going to improve upon the, the the stuff there, but it was a good foundation. It was definitely good a good starting point. Most and, definitely, yeah, good time. Loved it. So, uh, props for that. Uh, you still got two kids? Still got two kids. Neither of them are driving. Not driving yet. No, they're seven to five. Seven to five. Can they do cool shit yet? Because because be, like before five, I feel like you're really not doing anything worthwhile. But now that five, they can get you drinks and they can change the channel on the TV and shit. <laughs> yeah, I got my little guy playing, uh, singing uptown funk and playing the drums at the same Trying, I like it. Trying to get him on his beat shot tour. You guys should be making your <laughs> first viral viral video right about now. You make, know, I, make I can't do some see, random yeah. shit. Just like yeah. just like have him jump on the bed and throw a ball at him or something. Like I, I watch that shit all day. Awesome, I love it. That's a great. Do idea. the damn Daniel. <laughs> Yo, can I tell you? Cleanna made me watch the damn Daniel video like ten times in a row. 
when it, have you guys seen the? This is a. No. I have not seen this yet. No, who's I've seen it. Pat. You haven't seen it. Yet? Okay, I don't know what it is. if you get a chance, in fact, right now, fuck this show. Just go check out the damn Daniel video. It's, it's only like it's only like fifteen seconds long, but it's it's like this this kid just like his fr- his friend or whatever is walking by the school courtyard, and he's like, "Damn, Daniel!" And he's just talking about his outfit, like he looks fly. He thinks he looks dope, and he's like, "Oh, damn, Daniel, you got the white Vans on or some shit." <laughs> And uh, he just keeps saying it over and over again. And by the 10th time, you're like, this is hysterical. I don't even know why. But so this is now already become, this is like in the lexicon now. So if you see anyone that looks fly, no matter what their name is or what they're wearing, you just got to be like, damn, Daniel. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> and British helps. I think it's supposed to be like more like British. Like, yeah. It's another layer. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay. So that's what happened. Hashtag, there it is. Actually, hashtag Dan, uh, there Dan, it is. damn Daniel. But you got to play Tyrese you got to play that in Rev the Rump. joint. We'll have to replace Nate? that with the claps for the claps. We'll separate Can that. We Send Hold some, on, I got that. So we I have some you. people send pictures of that video and that video to Tyrese and Rev Run real quick if you get a chance to. Okay. I don't know if this is the right one. That's but, it. Let, but let's try it. Damn. There it is. Daniel, back at it again with the white man. Damn. Daniel. Damn. Daniel. I'm going to loop that up. Damn. I'm about Daniel. to chop that up. Damn. Yo, Daniel. Mike Arson's listening. Damn. Sample that. Daniel, back at it again with the white vans. With the white vans. Back at it again. With the white Advance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny. Daniel. What was he doing? I, I, what is he doing? Daniel. He's just walking. He's just walking. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even watching the video. It's hilarious. I know. Not even watching. <laughs> it's funny. The kid is just like walking by. It doesn't make any sense. All right, we can stop it. We can stop. It. This is like when the mayor, this is like when the mayor took over the show. <laughs> No, it's funny. I don't even know why. And it's like oh I, sometimes when some, when some weird shit happens, some like distinctly human shit, I always think, how would I explain to an alien why yeah. this is funny? And I can't. It is no a way. tragic situation. Tragic. <laughs> we got uh, it's the internet, man. Mayor Sheehan and Damn Daniel. This is a dream come Wait. <laughs> well, you know what I think? And why the fuck you lying? <laughs> you know what I think of this about this phenomenon? Side. Remember a couple of. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nate the Great just came up with the ill melody. <laughs> you know, uh, you can check back on a podcast. We're talking about you know the friends and, and kind of receiving any kind of like accolades. You know, anybody that's saying, "Hey, good job, you did good." So to hear somebody's friend obviously say to them, "Damn, Daniel," you yeah. know, it's like where you know, like if you would say like your friend would say it, yeah, we kind of we were talking about that might make you feel uncomfortable if somebody yeah, yeah. receiving that much praise. Where it's like you, you can listen to this kid, like <laughs> where it's like as long as it's there on the internet and separating over there and on repeat a hundred times. <laughs> Yeah. We're good with it. It's funny. It's, it's good. Dope. It's yeah, good. You never see people give compliments either. It's, it's always warm. an insult. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Word. What are those? <laughs> Yo. What? what are those? Nah, but when we were kids, come on, man. Those All are fresh. Time. Those are dope. Those are deaf. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. Yo, I can't wait till we get into this dope conversation. We're do it. Oh, we should I just do it right now. I know. Just wait. <laughs> let's, let's not do it right now because well, we're going to talk about that tonight. I definitely want to talk about the dope thing. Um, but I really, really wanted to like kick this conversation on. Well, with one an update on cats like what the hell you been doing aside from two kids uh, do you have any other stuff coming up he's I back know, on the internet I know that there's a project coming out on Pig Food Records that you were related to and I, th- I thought you might want to talk about that briefly oh yeah we could do that okay and then so, we're, we're going to do some more stuff Young Planet yeah um, out of Brooklyn Eyeball and Kidda just phenomenal artists and they have a wonderful live show and we first really witnessed that I think as a as a group here yep. up in Albany at my release show way back when at the old Valentine's I can yep. say that now that place was packed up absolutely. and these guys absolutely brought a level of 
you know, just rawness, and and it sounded so good. I don't know if you can remember. So this was at the '92 Renault release party. Release your, party. your album came, right. and these guys were just like an, an opening the act. They were opening act, and absolutely. And the crowd never heard of them before, and they were totally in, into that. And we really we captured everything on the digital board, yep. and it sounds great. And I remastered it, and Pig Food Records are putting it out on uh, cassette. Dope. So I'm hyped about that. Wait, is yeah. it coming out on cassette? Cassette. 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 Cannot. Damn. 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 That's awesome. When they did that show, they didn't have the name they have now. What, what do they call now? Um, Young Planet. Young Planet. Yeah. They were billed as Eyeball and Kidda. So go add at uh, Young Planet Twitter and, and all the hashtag Damn Daniel. Then yeah, it has to be Daniel. Tag. Hashtag. We got it. Uh, so I hadn't heard them. I don't think a, lo- a lot of people hadn't. Um, but uh, Mitch told me about them. They were performing, so I checked out their album. I'm like, these, these kids are dope. And then they came up and did the show. And as I'm watching the show, I'm thinking, this is one of the best rap shows I've ever seen. Like, the rest, best wow. rap performances ever. Because I don't know if you remember, like, Kidda got on stage, and he had on uh, a jacket, a hoodie, a shirt underneath that, and a wife beater. And by the time he left stage, he was, like, naked. Naked, yeah. And there was sweat everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what did this guy just do? He was just yeah. running a mile a minute. He didn't miss a fucking word. Yeah. And I'm like, how pro. is this kid doing this? And, and then uh, they told me that, uh, Pig Food guys told me that they recorded the whole thing live. So we're, we're going back watching the footage and listening, and it sounds like a, basically like a studio recording. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to do Breeze and how he, how he does that and keeps that type of energy throughout, um, but I'm so glad that they decided to release that. So I'm looking forward to that. Young Planet. Excellent. Is the name of it just Young Planet, or I don't know? I, th- I think it's just Young Planet Live. Oh, okay. Live. All right. So the, I saw on the Pig Food Records uh, Twitter and Instagram, they posted out pictures of the cover art. Um, so that's cool. Any? Do you have any idea if any more stuff from that show is going to come out, or is that just kind of going to be the exclusive? I think like- that's it. I mean, I, I would if we haven't put out your joint, JB, that we did with the band, we did right. Move, the Move something, right? And yep. that was incredible. And so we I also did the that. joint with Sev, too, where, y'all, where you at. Yeah. That was crazy. So Vin- damn, oh, you might Daniel, damn, <laughs> yeah. Daniel, damn, Daniel, damn, Daniel, 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 <laughs> so look out for that. I don't really have anything else happening. Steve and I are going to do a group of some sort. Yes. So we're working on that. Cool. What's your main... What do, what do you consider your main instrument? Because someone asked who you were earlier, and I was like, he's like a short pianist. That's what I said. And I didn't know. Yeah. She said she loves yeah, the he, pianist. No, he plays... I know, he, I know he plays that. No, he the plays the, the Bass. sock. Bass. The, the neck oh. bow tie. Jaw harp. Jaw harp. Piano boat tie. But what's your main thing? Like, do you do, know, I, I do musicians have a main thing? Yeah, I think so. Music. I think so. I think right now it's it's bass. That's probably where I'll, I'll stick. Oh, really? Ba- okay. What was it five years ago? What was your main thing five years Keyboard. ago? Right. And I'm just 10 not years very ago. good at it. I, I'd rather be okay at everything. So I can sort of put it together and make something. <laughs> it is a lie. You know that's a lie. lie. And yeah. ten years ago, what was, your, what was your main instrument? Ten years ago, Dex. Uh, oh yeah, DJ for yeah. sure. Cool. One hundred guitar. Oh shit. You guitar. know what? PJ Cats blew my mind. What? I was taking guitar lessons at Guitar Center. He was working there. Wait, were you taking guitar lessons? Or you were just no, going Mar- in there and Mars taking music. Mars music. Mars music. Oh, okay. You just yeah. picking guitars off the shelf. And like, no, I was actually <laughs> taking. I could play a little bit. Somebody help me. Pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> sir, sir, put that down. <laughs> <laughs> please forget it. Sir, forget no the stairway. Please, please forget leave. the story. No please, stairway. We told you. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, so what had happened was. Tell me how you were impressed by PJ Cats. 
already knew he was a dope producer. Been working with him for like 10 years or more at that time. But he did a show with Shice on, it was Larkfest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came out with the guitar and he played um, Jizz's. Um, um, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, what the fuck? He played it. He played every note as precise as the record. I was like, this dude is incredible, man. Okay. And this is when you were stealing guitar lessons. Yeah, I was stealing right. guitars. My, 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 you know what? While, while we're amping him up, my PJ Cat's incredible moment was when we were doing uh, open mic at T- Tuesday Night Live down at. Um, What's her name at Justin's. Red Square and, Justin's yeah. And I think it was oh, yeah. Me and Maybe Defiant I don't remember It was like me and one other rapper And they, they wanted us to do the whole show Because nobody else wanted to do up mic And they're like We gotta fill three hours of music So we're just rapping Doing every verse we had Forwards, backwards And it's him and Merc Playing um, uh, I think it was guitar and keys And then at one point Halfway through the show They just both get up Switch, switch instruments up. Go to the yeah. other side Just start playing the other <laughs> instrument And I was like Oh I didn't even know Y'all <laughs> Do that. I, I ran out of raps. <laughs> so you started doing yeah. Defiance verse? Yeah, right? I'm like, shit, I ran out of raps. Yeah. Y'all got new instruments. Yo, you're in, tr- you're in trouble, by the way. Well, I'm always in trouble. What All right, well, I'm going to call you out right now. Damn, Yo, Daniel. Was it Canada? Was it Canada? Damn. Yo, he was wearing a tank top. He wasn't wearing a wife beater. Oh, he was. Oh, he was. A, yes. Yes. Oh, tank top. Okay. Yes, oh, it's the, a tank oh, top. The, the A shirt. I'm glad you called me out on that. You know what? There's something I've wanted to call you out about that show, oh. too, while we're on the subject. Oh. This was 2012. I was gonna say, oh, what? Let's bring it back. No, no, I've been meaning to bring it back. Remember that time you took my baseball gloves? No, 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 no. Oh, shit. You were, you, this was the, like the premiere of Great Master with Nate the Great. It was. And True Master. It uh-huh. was. Tell we me you guys it. didn't come out with Asian hats on going. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, that is so not true. That is true. That's, that's very I got true. pictures. You that's guys showed up. And then you bowed bow down. Oh, that's right. We did You guys bowed down. We did do that. And it was like the Kung Fu fighting theme. And then you stood up and everyone clapped. But it was like your intro. You both. Both had the Asian like Raiden hats on. Nah, we had oh, hoods, we did that. man. We had hoods. We had hoodies. We had on. a hoodie. We had hoodies on. The, eight, the, the Raiden hats. The Raiden hats. The Raiden hats were at oh, his for, show. Oh. Sphinx had. It wasn't our show. You guys definitely played the. We had a hoods. No, we picked out a track. It was the the tried by twelve sample. It was a Japanese song. Yeah. Okay. What? So, <laughs> Wait, so you came out as great master. You did the bow. You yeah. had the Japanese music playing yeah, in the background. How is that not what? You guys are trying to justify that. We were paying homage. You were paying homage. Yeah, because <laughs> that's not <laughs> that, okay. I stand correct. Yeah, that's paying what, homage, man. That's There's a difference between say. paying homage and uh, Damn, being Daniel. racist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right, no, this I'm is segue to the Tai Chi segment. This is good segue. Tai Chi, Tai Chi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I get all right. It's tragic. <laughs> it is a tragic thing. What you did to me in '99? It's 2016. Every time I do it, I want you to like say, damn, Daniel. 
<laughs> yo, yo, can we go to Tai Can we go to Tai Chi class now? Holy shit. Yeah, all right. I guess we'll talk about Tai Chi. Um, so we mentioned uh, in the show description that one of us is going to be leaving the show for a, a short hiatus to become a Tai Chi master or at least take Tai Chi lessons. Uh-huh. I'm just does going it, to disappoint anyone... culture, really. This is what it is. <laughs> so, right. yes. so it's, it's going to be Jody. It's going to be Jody. We're doing it. Um, I want to know why you chose Tai Chi. Why you know wh- why that of everything and uh, how long is the class? Where are you taking it? All the, all the things. This is uh, this is something that uh, you know I, I live in the suburbs. I'm in uh, I'm in Delmar, right? And I get in the mail. I get the you know the Bethlehem continuing education list of stuff. Hey, they got all these different classes. A ton of different. So classes. you're in Bethlehem and you need to defend yourself. I'm back in Bethlehem. So <laughs> I'm back in Bethlehem. We're hanging out. He needs to defend himself. I got He's like, the- look, I'm gonna take these Tai Chi classes. I'm fucking everything up. But it's Tai Chi. And this is the thing. It's not, this is not about. This wasn't about self defense. This was about this was about internal, maybe internal defense against myself. Really, is what it is. It's about. Uh, oh my! Oh my. <laughs> that, was, that was to make True Master feel Do better. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'm about to delete well that from your computer. <laughs> <laughs> For real, honestly, uh, it's something that Arigato put me on to as far as uh, he's, he was taking the classes uh, a bunch of years ago when I when I kind of first started hanging out with him. Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Okay. And, uh, and it was something that he was explaining to time and he was doing somersaults in between sessions and I was like, oh, I, that sounds good. I'm not the type of dude to get in a gym. I will really never get on a gym. Uh, you might catch me on a, you know, on a elliptical, but other than that, it's not happening. As far as like body wellness kind of stuff, I realize I need to get on a better health your track uh, for me Tai Chi seemed like a really cool way to do that uh, the class itself it's Tai Chi Kui uh, Gong which I'm completely unfamiliar with but it's a type of uh, uh, breathing uh, self meditation kind of uh, technique and acupressure as well which is self uh, uh, massage and uh, kind of wellness points throughout the body and it said all this on the flyer you got this is all in a very small paragraph but but yes one of many many classes that are offered uh, through continuing education uh, Hill I forget what the acronym is uh, Humanities something 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 okay. uh, but this is just one of these things. Okay. Uh, it's offered through, like I said, through the Bethlehem class, but they're also offered through Albany Public Library. Uh, the public library system in general here in the Capital District has a really extensive uh, line of free classes from chess club to Tai Chi oh, this to, is free? to everything. This particular continuing class is education. not free. But You're going to get an associate. It's, it basically, yeah. It's, it's a continuing education awesome. kind of thing. I'm paying uh, a, a small fee uh, for eight classes, and it's uh, it seems cool. It seems like a very cool introduction to this kind of thing. Is it and, Tuesday uh, at 9, the class? Because that seems odd to me. It's it's actually Wednesdays. It's what? actually Wednesday nights. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, why? Hold on. So, wait, hold on. Wait, why is this interfere with the show then? Let him I'm a family man and my time is limited and general. So, I can only really donate so much time to work, really, first of all. Uh-huh. And then, most of any time, really, after that, comes to my family. Uh, third of all, it comes to Beat Shot Radio. Uh, but I'm you now kind of choosing to put the onus on my own self care, my own self meditation, my own kind of building of uh, a skill set to make myself kind of internally healthier, uh, which I was getting a lot through Beat Shot Radio and through kind of the Beat Shot uh, team in general, through just the energy and positive energy and through music, and that has been uh, healing in itself. Um, but I need to, I, this is just something I need to do for me, and this is just kind of a good time to do that. Uh, there might be a Tuesday night that I'm free that I could do it, but no one knew what my schedule was like. I want to be able to commit fully 
to this kind of Wednesday thing. So, you know, you guys are doing our When you come back, you're going to show us. I'm going to be floating. I'm going to figure out how to float. I want to levitate on this show. This is what it's going to be happening here. Hopefully, this thing, you know, hopefully I'm paying so that I can then teach the class. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how this works, but I'm very much looking forward to to learn, learn these techniques, and then be able to kind of do it in my living room, have my son do it with me, maybe get into the woman that does it. It's Vera Childers. Uh, who is uh, I guess she runs uh, The Tai Chi Center uh, Here in the Capital District And she's been teaching At the YMCA And different places Here in the Capital District So she's the professional I look very much forward To meeting her And kind of learning from her And uh, the funny thing About this to me So when originally It was Tuesdays When I got the very first email It said the first class Was on Tuesdays the second uh, And then it was a correction That said hey It's actually Wednesdays And all the shows Are on Wednesdays So I got an email uh, Grouped in with everybody else That got that is signed up For the class thus far and I think it's just the nature of the continuing education and the, my neighbors really uh, it's a lot of senior citizens so it's going to be I have a feeling that it's going to be I'm going to be the youngest person there uh, and it's going to be a lot of people Wait, how in do there you know based on 60, their email that they're senior citizens one it's you facebooked everyone I, I well one they got profile pictures and a lot of them are just like old people they're old folks that I can see in the profile pictures and a lot of them have their like, names are Edith they got AOL hotmail you know they got AOL uh, emails still like, they just got old ass emails like that like they just everything about it just Screams geriatric, and I I cannot wait. I, something about this, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this whole adventure. And uh, now, t- aside from well, you've talked months. me into it. I'll see you guys in eight yeah, weeks. Right. Oh, yeah, come there. on yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel the show. Absolutely. Learn tai Chi. Yeah. Come on in. Aside from being relaxing, you can actually like beat people up with Tai Chi, right? There's, uh, from what I understand, the the motions for Tai Chi are, are very slow. It's a slow motion, but if the yeah. same moves then sped up, can then become self defense, and then even outwardly energy towards you know, I, I, yeah, whoops, yeah. You so, realize so like, yeah. that like you, if you do it regular. It would take you like two hours to fuck somebody. Right. Sloth <laughs> <laughs> foo. Exactly. You realize that they don't serve any drinkies from the Albany Distilling Company at Tai Chi. You realize that, This is right? true. Yeah. This okay. is true. So, they got that, they sacrifice. Got that, they got that high school water fountain water, which I was just reading about the Bethlehem water. It's not a good look over there right now. Oh, I heard about that. Not a good look. So. You were doing your research, All huh? Oh, man, I'm scared, man. But I've been Brita filtered up over there because it just tastes like shit anyway. But that's hey. a whole other thing. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I'll talk about that next week. Have, how much is water? Water. Shout out to J Live. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have belts, uh, ranks, or whatever? I think. What you guys? You know, stop. I don't. It's I, not like this. That. Is like I have no. I have How's literally. It? I have no like idea. That. I have it's no not clue. Fighting. I'm. That's why I'm just asking. I don't know anything about it. That's I why I it. like this. No, there's no belts. There's no belts. He said. No, it's like exercise. He said there is. I'm gonna wear a just so that my pants stay up. But I don't know if I'll receive a belt at the end. Maybe I'll get a certificate of like you can now. You can now. Take this class with people in your own age group you know, like in three months. You know what I mean? This but, is uh, awful. I think <laughs> the guy hasn't done one class yet. Oh uh, yeah. Besides, like four hundred questions for him. He hasn't even been in a room. I can't wait he doesn't to. know if he has to wear shorts, sweats, socks. This is actually the email. I need slippers. To send out. You don't need a gi. You don't need to buy a gi. I think I'm good. I'm gonna wear like an Adidas tracksuit and uh, on the first one and Show see what everybody great, else is rocking. In the great master outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you want a sweatshirt? We, I'll let you borrow my sweatshirt for it. Word. <laughs> Yeah, you still got the rice hat. Yo, he's mixing up. all of us rapper guy producers. Oh, I'm telling oh, you, I'm gonna get that video. It's Raiden. It was the Raiden this. show. They all had them hats. That was man. also a racist show. That was also. I remember that too. <laughs> it's um, called appropriation. Okay. Yes. La- last question about Tai Chi. If you love it, eight weeks in, do you think you might like be like, okay, I'm gonna 
Is this something I'll pursue, or do you think you'll be Most like, definitely. Oh, I did it? Most definitely. And I, it is something that, even before signing up for this particular class, I was thinking about signing up for something. I needed something that I could do, something that was just got me a little more active, uh, something that was exactly that. Got me a little more active, but wasn't at a gym. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go on a treadmill. I'm not going to be lifting weights with a bunch of guys yelling at me, leotards. Uh, not for me. Uh, if that's just Two me, more. Do you <laughs> think? Yes. Do it. Just not for me. I don't. You I don't, got it. That's just not how I do motivation, really. But uh, um, I look forward to this, and I and this kind of uh, intrigued me. And I uh, and again, it was the introduction to as part of the the headline of the class that really intrigued me. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing what it's all about. I have no idea. That was informative. I'm gonna Wikipedia that more. I wanted to come into this completely knowing nothing. Right. Uh, so anybody home, you might know less now. Actually, I may know less. <laughs> I hope so. so. Uh, Wikipedia Tai Chi. Uh, send the link to uh, Tyrese and Rev Run uh, on Twitter because we're harassing them tonight. Uh, the next question I have is for PJ Katz. Yeah. Uh, PJ Katz, if you were trapped with your squad, and I'm going to say we're the squad tonight. Yes. It could be whoever you consider your closest squad. Um, and you were in one of these three situations, which would you prefer? And keeping in mind, in this squad, Jody knows Tai Chi. So this would be eight. <laughs> <laughs> eight weeks ahead. Poor guy. Um, would you rather be Damn, Jody. a trip? You ain't even take one class and you got to okay. defend us. <laughs> he knows he's a, ma- he's a master of Tai Chi. <laughs> You'd be able to make us all very relaxed. Yeah, for me it changes everything. I don't know. <laughs> this is uh, so easy. For you me. would help us all relax. So we're either so adrift at sea in a large lifeboat, stranded in the desert, or we survived a plane crash and we're atop a frigid mountain tundra like in the movie Alive. Shit. What, uh, so those are three choices. What are the three desert, choices? You're in the desert, you're in a, life, a large life raft, stranded at sea, or you have survived a plane crash and you're atop a uh, frigid uh, tundra mountain, uh, mountain-esque type thing. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, stranded in the ocean boat. Ocean boat. Yeah. Is this? Does the Tai Chi weigh into this at all? Or it does. This? Okay. If we were in a desert or on top of a mountain, he'd be the first one to karate chop everybody <laughs> down, eat them up. That's what right happened. <laughs> so on a boat, he would definitely have less eat balance on a boat. Less balance. Yeah, I could see him trying to kick, but he couldn't get it off. He's oh. fall back. <laughs> at least I'd get it. I get a day or two out of it. I like it. I I'd respect it. No, I'd be floating. Same question. Everybody in the room, even the people that I don't want. Here. Oh, Mayor Sheehan, I think. Has an answer. I can't do those things. <laughs> Mary, she can't do those things. She's just going back. Typical. Sorry about that. Typical. She won't. She won't take a stance. She I can't it. do those things. Damn, Daniel. Please give me this whole list of I can't do those can't things. Do Whatever. Oh my God! JB, JB, what do you want? You're in the boat, the desert, or stranded on a, on a frigid mountain top? Well, we know I can't swim, so I'm not. Gonna now be I a, know that I'm not going to be in a fucking boat <laughs> with, okay. with none of y'all because the Tai Chi would not make me relax. Wouldn't I'd help. be so stressed out, <laughs> thinking that this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. So I would rather be on 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 the mountain. Mountain. Yep. Because one way or another, I'd find a way to create water from that from that from that uh from that ice. If we're on an icy mountain, word up. I think you just melt it. I think that's what just. Yeah, pretty oh. much. I'd, 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 and I'd survive. A great water creator. I'd survive. I'd survive. I'm with it. I respect it. So we got one for the boat, one for the top of the mountain. Nate. Um, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm I'm hanging with JB at the top of the mountain. Thank I you. definitely know. I definitely believe I can uh, kill a horse, gut it, and <laughs> climb inside. <laughs> 
that is him. Yes. Wait, Saratoga was not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, do yes. you, how do you envision this mountain? It's way different than my mountain in my head. Like, <laughs> no. This this is like the Revenant. Yeah, he, this is this is some Revenant type shit. Gonna... And I feel very I feel fairly confident that <laughs> if a tiger attacked me, I could where there's tigers and horses. And a Rondack mountain. <laughs> but you know, you know <laughs> he's at Catskill Game Farm just like if, I if, will survive. If Jody was there and a tiger attacked, <laughs> we'd be able to relax. And that's not be, right. Not be so afraid. That's of right. It. That's you know right. What I'm like yes, everyone yep. stay come tiger. Yep. I will defend the song. Yeah, you got it. You got yes. it. Wax on. Wax on. Des- <laughs> desert, lo- a drifted sea, or a frozen mountaintop. <laughs> da, 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 da. For myself, I, I think Set I'm going. Set a drift on the <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm doing the ocean. So Jody's on the ocean and for, the boat. For, and for the, for the one reason that I'm thinking of the three places that you mentioned, I feel like the most abundance of life is going to be the ocean, for better or worse. You're going to have more shit that could potentially kill you, but there's going to be more shit that you could potentially eat. Life as well. of Thai. Uh, yeah, this is kind of what I'm thinking about. You might even get your tiger <laughs> Ooh, on a boat. You know, you I like it. Oh, I that. like that. Where there's where there's <laughs> that. And, that uh, Hashtag Life of Thai at Tyrese <laughs> and at Reverend Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> no, Twitter. No, and if Fuck I understand guys, though. Like, what my, my new Thai powers might could be, it might, it might, my we new Thai Thai powers. You got powers now? You got Thai powers. I need a shirt. I need a shirt. At the eight weeks, I get the certificate, the certificate. I cash it for powers. I think you get a cape. I get a cape. That's how it works. You get a lantern. You put your fist in the lantern. Somebody's updating the Wikipedia page right now. I think so, they might refer to just the glow, right? That's the, the, glow, the glow. Yeah, I'm trying to get that glow. Yes. I think part of the glow is I understand Rest in it. Peace, vanity. The real Word. thing is if Word. if I was on a mountain, so to speak, mm. that I could actually slow my own heart rate down with my breathing techniques <laughs> to out. survive. Oh, you haven't even taken it. Oh my God! <laughs> stop fucking lying. Yo, stop. <laughs> Stop from what I understand. From what I understand. I'll you know, know that needed that. I'll know better later. <laughs> True. Same question, but there's whales all around. No, 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 no. I'm on a mountain. You're on a mountain. All right, this piece is a Word. sharp ass airplane. I'm cutting trees down. I'm building lean tos. I'm <laughs> burning. I'm burning house. Word up. I'm burning uh, wood. I'm, I'm making warm shit. I'm not eating my friends. I'm gonna find an animal. <laughs> did you Yo, see alive? Make... Wait, did you see alive? That's not. I would have done it. I would. I would have found a way, man. Friends. I can make shit. Out in the woods, <laughs> father made sure that I know how to go out and identify okay. flora and fauna. Guys, guys. Maple. Oh, <laughs> I'm here to like white um, devil's advocate. Hi, hi, hi everybody. everybody, ladies and gentlemen, white devil's advocate. Um, oh, damn. So I have a couple, couple questions, questions uh, before before I uh, answer, answer the answer it. Okay. okay. I, already um, know, I already know the question. <laughs> Were you yes. sitting in first we're, class? We're, yes. we're the squad. <laughs> oh. So there, there will, will be, be black, black people. There, there will be black people. Oh. We're the squad. Wait, yeah, so we were. No matter where I go, there are black people. Oh, okay. Forget it. I'm not eating black people. Black people. I'd rather starve. <laughs> Guys, what happened? It hurts. You uh, you uh, whited out. You whited oh, out. Damn. All right. Yo, wasn't there a movie with Tyrese and he was stuck in the desert on a plane? It was some like remake shit that they did, but it was like a big airplane. They're on a plane. Oh, I don't they know. get stuck in the I've desert. Fast somebody somebody yelled at Tyrese for that dumbass oh, movie. Boy. It was a Baby Boy. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Those are the only boy. two Tyrese movies I know. Fast and it. Furious and Baby Boy. It was uh, Nah. He did uh, Flight of the Something Something. Oh, the Phoenix. Flight of the Phoenix. Is that what yeah, it was? That was yeah, the remake. That was a bad movie. It was horrible. No, he did. Somebody yelled at Tyrese for that on the internet. Something else. He did 
Transformers, Transformers too. Oh, I didn't even say Transformers that. joints, yeah. Fast and the Furious. This, this, this. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> There's a lot of them. They did a couple of them. So we did that Coca-Cola commercial too. Do we get everybody? Where are we at? I, yeah, does anybody, yeah. I, I would like the other people to weigh in. Uh, we have a we have a bunch of people who haven't we haven't announced yet, but I'd like them to weigh in too. We have uh, Tanisha the wordsmith. We have Amani, the uh, Mani O, the poet. We have Angelica Clark, and we have Stephen Strew. So I'd like to hear what you guys would like: the desert, stranded on a large lifeboat in the ocean, or a plane crash on a mountaintop. Go. Yo, Amani. The desert. Tanisha because Bur- lettuce burritos. I can create condensation, condensation, and make water. You can ah. create condensation. I don't create it, but you know Did I. Did you how see? To- you saw the Martian. No, I actually I did, but I didn't like it. I fell asleep on that. Oh, okay. Amani. Okay, so who else we? Uh, so you and one for the desert. What do we got? No, no, they got they got the mic. You can, they can do whatever. Is there stuff around the mountain? Is like a forest and shit. You have all the information that we can disclose at this time. I was not as closely as I should. Okay, so here's the three. Go faster to my Okay, so just to be clear, we're the desert, a drifted sea on a large lifeboat, or on a frozen mountaintop like tundra, like in the movie Alive when they clash. No, it's like frozen. It's the top of a mountain, so it's like snow and ice. There are horses, though. Definitely. <laughs> horses and tigers. And tigers, tigers. Tigers. Yeah. tigers, horses, and Tai Chi classes. That's and it. Wi-Fi. Definitely mountain for me, 100%. Mountain for you, 100%. 100%. Okay. There's only one way you can go. In the ocean, you can just float for fucking weeks. You never weeks, know you'll never, you're going. A mountain, yeah. you're going to go down. Uh-huh. You're right. actually going to get to something. If you, yeah. And if there's a plane crash, there's probably resources. Mm. At least something. Like you said, you can chop some shit. First aid kit. I mean, and right. the desert. The desert, there's just no... Mm-hmm. Desert's just the yeah, worst. I'm not fucking with the desert. Think desert's the worst. I, see, my, no, I think my the raft is the worst. The raft is the worst for me because you're going to get eaten, you're going to get sunburnt, you're going to get dehydrated, Everything. and you're just going to fucking float around. <laughs> right? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, they're that, all horrible. That's the point. Yeah. That's why I love this. Stuff. N- <laughs> but I mean, the mountain's definitely the least. I horrible. feel like the mountain might be fun, kind of. <laughs> yeah. You build a little hut or something. You want to go fire? Yeah, you go sleigh riding? Yeah. Clear? Exactly. <laughs> None of these would be fun. I want to hear from yeah. the ladies. I, want I would just have to work on my transcendence, get on my tai chi shit, like lo-fi, because they're all shitty options and start a commune yeah. with who with just the squad I think I would just probably just hope for a, a painless death oh. <laughs> she would hope for sweet death no, Mr. Oh, all good fam? yes all I'm good communes like, like, are at the top of mountain. Like what said hmm but whatever Angelica does usually is the smartest option. So, <laughs> what's what Angelica doing? What would you do? Yes, yeah, mad you pressure. Do. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do. Uh, no, I'm gonna stick with the mountain because honestly, like, if I'm gonna die, that's the quickest way to kill. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I, like you can last exactly. You can last forever in the ocean. There was just a thing about a guy who was out for like three years. Yeah. Shit, like, you don't want that. I was like, no, I don't want that. And then the whatever the desert. No, no. Damn. I'm gonna stick yeah. to the mountain because then, like, worst case scenario, y'all can be like, okay, we're just gonna stay out tonight. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna stay out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we have to eat each other, but just be like, all right, this is it. You know, yeah. like we're done. Yeah. It's over. It's over. I just feel like you know we think that life is this whole thing and this existence. It's like we're all just each other. We're all just doing the same shit over and over again. I could just, I could go at, I could go at 27 and just do it again tomorrow. Start over. It's fine. Hey, it's good go. answer. I would start life over. That's my control <laughs> alternate delete <laughs> reset. Wow. <laughs> Dropping mad quarters. Uh, I read that when people are lost in the desert, they often find them with water on them because they're uh, conserving it and they don't drink it because they're just like, I'll save some. So if you do get lost in the desert. Oh, my God. To- that's like me with money every day. <laughs> insert, insert stereotype. <laughs> exactly. 
This guy, this guy goes to the store. They're like, "That'll be five dollars." He's like, "Are you sure?" Um, Add it up again. Yeah, please. Holy <laughs> oh, shit, Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> For our new listeners, Nate's Jewish. So, Good show. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're in the desert, uh, drink your drink your water and try to what? <laughs> that's wild. That's a wild statistic. No, he's, he is Nate is Jewish. True story. Nate is Jewish. True story. Who doesn't know I'm Jewish? Yeah, that's yeah. He can do it. Haksameach. <laughs> Are go. you googling it? Listen <laughs> tight. He's googling. <laughs> can Jews make fun of their spending habits? <laughs> oh, I was ask you if Nate was really Jewish. I could do that. I'm Jewish. I just said he was Jewish. I didn't say anything else except he's Jewish. Can uh, can somebody tweet Tyrese and ask him if Jews can make fun of their own spending habits? <laughs> I'm just curious about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm probably Team Mountaintop too. Uh, I, I when I originally was like coming up with some of the places, the island like Lost is obviously the first choice. I would like that to happen to me. Like, there's a big part of me that whenever I get on a plane, I want it to land on an island, like just crash land on an island, because I feel like I'd be like, "This is it, guys. This is it. We're doing it. My purpose in life." <laughs> that would be the first question I ask the survivors: Who has seen Lost? Who's seen it more than once? Okay, I, we're there. I, we're gonna be good. I love Lost. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen an episode. Uh, uh, you got to see Lost. I saw man. maybe two or three episodes, but I, I get it, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> if we crashed on an island, you'd be like, I'm so glad you watched, obsessively watched Lost. <laughs> no, I'm good, though. I'm good. I can, good? I can build some shit. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm familiar with this situation. We just got to watch out for polar bears, guys. Got to watch out. Um, we we're, Before we take the first break, uh, do you guys want to talk about Dope? You want to get into it since we're talking oh, about Oh, I love that. I love that. We can talk about it. Okay, so uh, Dope is a movie that's on Netflix now. It was produced by Forrest Whitaker, Pharrell Williams, and uh, Sean Combs. Uh, it was directed by Rick uh, Farmuyiwa, I think that's how it's pronounced. And uh, I think all of us kind of watched it in preparation for tonight. And just in general, like it was just a, a new movie on Netflix that looked really good. And for I, the record, I watched it when it was in you the saw theaters. theaters. Yes, oh, okay. I, did. I, re- I, I wanted to see it in theaters. Yeah, I dropped yeah. the ball. I dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you and Corey both saw it, right? Yeah, me, yeah, yeah we went together. Yeah. And she liked it as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good. we all have Netflix, and we don't normally do Netflix movie reviews, so something about this movie stood out to us, so I just want to kind of open it up and see, like, what are your impressions? Uh, True, do you want to go first or last? Because I know you had a lot to say. I have a lot to say. I'll go last. Okay, so, Nate, what do you got? You saw it first, so... Uh, Okay, so, number one, I loved it. Number two, it was way better... I don't even know why I'm comparing. See that? See that's racism. <laughs> I was about to say something Wait, racist. Were you compare it to that's so racist. <laughs> fucking Compton. Oh, that, that's. Uh, I don't know that. <laughs> okay, it was way better than, than that NWA movie. You, oh, you, you think so? Way better than. Uh, oh, it was way better. And Dope deserved to be in freaking the uh, Academy, Academy Awards. Awards. Wow. It, it deserves Academy Awards for something. That's. Wow. I love that movie. That was one of my top three movies from last year. And probably you think it's better than Straight Outta Compton. Oh hell yeah, Straight Outta Compton. I, I, was not I that totally good. agree. Wow. Okay. I totally yeah. agree. Okay. Th- I like that concise three bullet point review. <laughs> uh, J- PJ Katz, did you see uh, Dope? Yes. Okay. You did see Dope. I did. What were your impressions of it? When did you see it? Did you see it on Netflix or in theaters or what? I saw it this week. Oh, perfect. Okay. Right. What are your Fresh. impressions? I, I dug it. I, I thought it had a good vibe. You know, it brought back all the music from growing up. That's okay. what I liked. I thought it was a little bit forced in that area, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um,. I thought it was light, something like, um, you know, do your own thing, the Spike Lee stuff. And it was, you know, it was sort of light, vibey like that. I'm not a film critic at all, but that's just, I enjoyed it because it was, wasn't too serious, Mm -hmm. but with the undertones was good. Okay. And all I can say is when you have musicians playing the pre-recorded music, 
Yo, they were so awful that they lost me because they were trying to play the drums, but it was nothing like the recording. And it just, you know, I think it just added to the same sort of light feel, even at the end when they had the microphone not plugged in, I understand. You're talking about the the scenes with the band, like not... Right. Yeah, yeah. Like it seemed way too forced and faked. Oh. Like they could have done a a better job coaching those people how to play instruments. Oh, okay, because the background track wasn't matching up with their... Okay, with Yeah, it just, it threw me off. Okay. music was was pretty bad. Yeah, music was I think there was, was there something to that where it was, uh, I remember reading that like Pharrell produced a lot of the original music. There was a lot of of 90s music in it and then the original stuff that I guess was in the movie that the band played and that was used in there, uh, you know, was kind of produced by Pharrell. He kind of put that together. It kind of sounded like like lighter, almost poppier nerd uh, music, like NERD kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What uh, what is the, like, just to give uh, like people that may have not seen it, what's like a small plot, you know, summation, uh, I guess, if you... Yeah, so it's California. It's a high school, kind of a group of high school kids. The one guy, it's kind of your typical uh, coming of age story, I guess. Of uh, but but it kind of is that that teen movie where it's like the not another teen movie, teen movie archetype. It's like uh, high school kid. He's prepping for college. We're going to go to college. We're trying yep. to just kind of navigate through life. But then he's also finds in, himself in a precarious situation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's also but now this is also but now this is like young a young black dude and his friends right. at at this school and and him trying to go to school and. And you know him, people saying that oh you know you got to go to college you're going to go to college you got to do it this way you got to talk to this person and uh, I feel like if you've seen these movies the high school it's it kind of like flipped almost every single one of these high school movie archetypes on its head a little bit uh, in a way that I really liked I, I just watched it like an hour and a half before the show so I, like I had it and I was taking notes kind of when I was watching it, and there was a lot of stuff that stuck with me but uh, no, no wonder you don't have time for Beach Eye Radio and Tai Chi I didn't realize you were like doing this yo this much I do homework. when I'm not doing either work or family I do everything else. Full time, like head on in like fifteen minute increments. Do you have your notes with you? I do. I sure do. Absolutely. I got notes. Perfect. I want to look at those on the break. Well, actually, uh, let's tweet those notes to uh, Tyrese and Rev Run. We can do it. We'll do that. They'll be like, "What is this?" And oh, yeah. Ultimately, that that movie had a great had a great message <laughs> at the at which the, the message came out. I'm, why? Then it's a, that's a spoiler, isn't it? So no, this movie's been out for like. Out. Yeah, oh, okay. out for like check it out. I, yeah, recommend people so, check it out. It's free on Netflix now. If you're if you got the you know the the Netflix code, you can get on there and stream it now. Well. All right, I'm thinking back six months. I don't have notes at my at my side, but I remember he had that final, you know, so he finds himself in a precarious situation. He acts out his essay. Right, 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 right. And yep. so, but at the same time, he's trying to get into college and he knows he has to meet this man. He's been set up to meet this man for like a reference to school or whatever. And it turns out that, see, this is where I don't want to spoil it for people. Spoil it. That man that he went to go meet was the same person he was supposed to deliver the, the, the bologna right, sandwich right, to. Right, 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 right. Han, Han Solo dies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so ultimately his his in his in his uh, meeting with that with that person at the end, um, he said a lot of things that I, I thought were really deep and uh, it was a good message. Cool. It reminded yeah. me of uh, of the movie. Was it Fresh? They had uh, Lawrence Fishburne in there. There was a little kid, Lawrence, who played chess, and his kid was like this. Yes, I love that it movie. It reminded me of that movie in a sense uh, of where it's like you got what a kid. Movie with Lawrence Fishburne. I want to say Lawrence Fishburne. No, Fresh. no, no. no, 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 no I'm sorry. It was Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel Jackson was, was like, his father, yes. Punish should be killing yes. him like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminded me of that. With, but with this movie, it seemed like the kid had more options. So it was yeah. instead of the desperation that this kid had, uh, and the youth, he was much younger. Uh, he had more options as far as you know going to school. But what he found out was, okay, these the right path to go to school. I could either 
you know, do the right path, and I still got to do what Nate was saying. I could, if I do it the right way, I'm still going to talk to the same guy as if I don't, you know, go kind of this other darker, dirtier path. And it kind of sets it up so that, you know, this guy that's going to be his gatekeeper, you know, is kind of like, you know, he's either or. He's either or. And, you know, there's the gray area there either way. Yeah, uh, he was the was, gatekeeper on both sides. There was mm. a lot going on there, man. And I think if anybody is a, is a fan of, like, uh, you know, South Central, you know, it, uh, drinking juice in the hood and, like, any movie that kind of, like, Submerts, subverts all of that, uh, you know, hip hop movie culture. Uh, there's kind of all of those references to that stuff, but then again, it's. I think it, it was original. I think it was wholly original and uh, really dope. I have now that I'm reading these notes, they were really specific. And uh, <laughs> I, and if you guys remember, there was just a couple things where they're talking about discussion about the uh, uh, about being cryptlexic, and there was a dude that was uh, that <laughs> he was his, he was changing everything to be yeah. So he was a crypt. So and, it, and it's funny because I have Facebook friends that like gangbang either I guess on or online and offline, and you can tell because they're spelling you know certain words. You tag them all on. Twitter, I might have to. Fucking with you. You talking about yeah. like Jew already, Joe? That kind of thing, right? Or if, you know, when you see, it's like if it's like a, it's a C. The words got a C in it, but we're gonna switch it to a K. You know what right, I mean? Or right. whatever that is, depending on what you're saying. But is that a hard C or a soft C? And there's a really funny bit in there about uh, where they call it. You know, they said it. Oh, you would do Crips lexic instead of dyslexic, mm-hmm. and it was just really hilarious. And it was funny. And they just kept going at him. They kept going. He's at like, him. this is problematic, right? And, yeah. the, and the way he said it was like, because he said, well, it was like it's kind of like a case by case. Basically, what you mean like a base by base? They were just like when they just kept, and it was such a like it was an unexpected laugh, and they just kind of kept going with it uh, to the point where even the guy then uh, it's an interesting, honest character moment where the guy opens up his soul, and you see that he identifies with his blackness really through being a gang member and this identity of this is really like I'm so attached to this identity that I'm changing the words that I'm writing right, you know, as right, I'm writing. Right. It was uh, you know kind of a small thing there. Um, talking about the music in there uh, there was times when I thought that it was a little too on the nose as far as the 90s kind of stuff but maybe that's because I'm you know we beat shot music and we kind of live we were in there Uh, but there was the one particular scene where they flipped Busta's scenario verse and it kind of like narrated almost like provided the the visual direction of the scene itself from the you know powerful impact boom goes and it was just it was very dope and in in that aspect how they you know made that more of just the background noise and a soundtrack but it was like now kind of like leading the the visual direction of the movie that was cool I, for anyone that wants to see these notes I just tweeted them at Tyrese and Rev Run if you're following us on Twitter <laughs> at Radio um, are you, yeah you, oh you want to wrap up there was, there was just one more that I that I, that I wanted to get to and it was just the, the the fantasy aspect of the story that again just kind of made it seem like it was a little deeper than it was to me was this kind of Cinderella story that was taking place and it was the guy that robbed him of a sneaker he takes the one shoe at the beginning and that kind of sets off this fantasy aspect of where you know he gets the brick now he's at this he's in a suburb house the girl's naked there's all of these things that could kind of like where okay you're not going to college you're going to do the street route it was kind of like the fantasy of the street route if we went that way that all that happened after the guy took a sneaker to me, that's you know. Oh, that's interesting. That's Cinderella to me. Like I, I thought that was a very kind of symbolic thing. The symbolic uh, of that. And when he gets the other, when the kid comes back for the other shoe, he's got to pull the gun on him. Right. And it becomes really real. Almost the fantasy is now way over. And he's, he's like, now, yo, like, I, had an, I, I can't do this anymore, man. Yeah. I got. I need this bag. Like, and to me, that was where the movie, where it was kind of light at the same time. I felt like there was a lot going on that I was like, this movie is dope. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is it. I'm, I'm fucking with it. True. You loved it. You told all of us to watch. Yeah, it. I loved it. it was 
was a great movie. Uh, really quickly, um, I saw some really great parallels with um, some 90s movies that I was heavily involved with when I was young. Um, so I wanted to point out Boys in the Hood in particular. Um, Ricky, the main character, Malcolm, um, you know, taking this opportunity to choose like a, you know, a really good life for himself. Um, unfortunately, his life ended tra- tragically, but there were some similarities between him, Ricky, um, and also Radio Rahim from Do the Right Thing. So what, what I gathered uh, primarily, especially what Katz was saying about, you know, the score, um, where they were nodding, where, where they were getting their influences from. The directors, the producers of the show are in and around my age. So, you know, they were drawing upon things that, you know, hit us all at a very specific time in our lives. So the Spike Lee films, um, you know, the the lead character, his name was Malcolm. And, um, you know, um, in Do the Right Thing, the, the, the guy who kept walking through the street and trying to get everybody to get the piece of, sign a piece of paper of Malcolm X. Oh, right, right. Malcolm. Right, could, right, right. And they could never get the words out. That guy was the same person that Malcolm had to go through in this movie, right. you know, to get to college or or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. who also, great to see him in that role, yeah, too. You don't and, really get to see him like be yeah, like that dude. And, and then, you know, and then, and then, you know, Spike Lee takes that Malcolm and then he goes forward to make the movie Malcolm X. And, um, um, who's the other? Who's the other point I wanted to make? I think that was like like those were like some of you know the music. Of course, you know some of it was forced, but I felt like some of it was also very well lined up. But I appreciated the nods at all of the the '90s hip hop, um, urban films, both East Coast and West Coast, that were kind of brought together yeah. in this film. You know, um, so. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Well, how, how did you feel just seeing a movie that was like predominantly people of color that was pretty original in terms of like strips going? Like, I, you don't see a lot of movies like this come to, to major theaters and then also go to like Netflix even because um, because that was for me that was a big part of the experience. Just like, oh, I haven't seen this before. Here's some like kids that listen to hip hop and are, you know it's old school and, and all that stuff. Like, I, I just want more of yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean. Um yeah, I definitely appreciated that. I kind of got a lot of that from. I kind of felt the same way when I left Creed. I really, um, I, I genuinely appreciated the love story that was in Creed. You know, I, I liked that a lot. You know, um, you know, she, the, the girl in that movie, she had a really powerful line in that movie that just that sticks out in my head, which was she knew that her she was losing her hearing, and she was gonna go like as hard as she could and make this music as hard as she could until she lost her hearing. You know, and that's what Jay Dilla did. You know, like he. Produced his last album in the hospital bed. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I thought about. You see that footage? She say that was going around to his last uh, performance on stage when he rolled out in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's doing the fuck the police shit. Yeah, they, they yeah. Him on the stage. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that Absolutely. was off the hook, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, um, that, that I got, you know, I got a very similar feeling right. about, you know, not necessarily all black cast in Creed, but a very powerful black cast in Creed. But I got the same kind of feeling with, um, with this one. Love it. Um, it was great. I, you know, it had like, you know, there were just so many different, you know. Elements um, that just that hit me like in the right spot because that that's like my era like that's when I came up it, you know everybody talks about their golden era you know what I'm saying and that was my golden era so I can relate to a lot of that and I like the idea of making a lot of these things new to a younger audience to an audience that's in you know from 19 to 30 you know which is <laughs> I, I like that they didn't 
treat the audience like they were stupid. Like they didn't really, they threw stuff at you, but it was in a really subtle way. One of the things that I really loved that maybe like where I was like, you know what, this movie I kind of like fell in love with it when when he opens up his backpack and he realizes he's got the thing in the backpack and he's like, oh shit, I'm in school. Where do I go with this thing? And he immediately goes to the band practice room, which is like oh, the yeah. abandoned, you know, yeah, Sanderson like, school. No one like, will ever no, check you know, us and here. They don't, they don't say it. They don't mention it. It's not yeah. something that's said out loud like it would be said in a lot of other movies. They just, they he just goes there. He goes to that room. You see how comfortable he is. You realize Safe that space. he's there's nobody is coming here, and you see the instruments, and you're that's like, good. this room is not that, being yeah. used at all. And it was Why? something that yeah. was just so on the, Subtle, you know, just yeah. hit me that I was like, this is like, great. This even is so the perfect. janitor would walk in and he'd be like, oh. right. And they later do it, late, you know, later on when they're like in the science wing, you know, cooking up shit, and they're like, this is what they're doing there. But it's like that part, but it's kind of before that, and it's just like it's so quick and it's so subtle, but it's like you just see he's comfortable, and that's like, it. and it and it fits because you know he's in a band, and it's it's not something again that they really talk about. But I feel like if you're uh, an artist and you're you just just kind of things that you relate to, it, it, you know, seeing that kind of thing, it was I, I loved it. Love it. I we it was we really just got good. a tweet that said, "Finally, a black coming of age film that didn't alienate me." Uh, obviously, we all like it. Uh, it's on Netflix. You can check it out. I think it's important that we support films like this so that people can keep making uh, more of them. Oh, and I guess we have. Uh, can I interject really Please, quick? Yeah. Well, I couldn't stop you if I wanted. Yes, you could. <laughs> I would respect that. I respect it. But I'm going to be the, like, I guess I'm the devil's advocate because I watched the film. Did somebody say me? And, say my name? Yes. It's fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched the film last night and I was prepared to absolutely love it um, because I've been hearing about it all this time. And I did like it. I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. Um, but I didn't feel like it was all that original. I felt like it was a movie that I've seen before. And um, I could kind of predict some of what was going to happen. For example, his coming of age, that, that when he finally turned the corner and got serious and became like his transition to serious like um, contender manhood was through violence. Which is something that's through all like boys in the hood, um, baby boy. Like that's something that's always that the main character's transition to manhood is through violence, usually gun violence. So that I really, you know, I wasn't feeling that really. Um, and also you have this really interesting character who my eyes kept gravitating to, which is the um, the person who played Diggy. Diggy, right, right. Diggy yeah, right, was right. dope as hell. She like my eyes automatically would go to her she stole every scene in my opinion I, I agree that she was in you know even when she was when in the nigga scene where the guy wants to say the word nigga and they're arguing uh, about it, and she's slapping the uh, shit uh, out uh, of him uh, yeah, yeah. yeah she was like sorry it's a reflex yes so I, in my opinion I wish it had been Diggy's movie I wish that she had been the main character and that the other guy had been the sidekick because another aspect of it that bothers me is why do we always have to have the boys in the hood story like I'm a girl from the hood and I was a nerd girl so why aren't those stories being told too we we do live in the hood the boys in the hood come in the world some kind of way so why aren't our stories being told because you didn't so, write it because well I think there are people uh, writing I don't think the stories are being told you know we 
we have Nalo Hopkins who writes science fiction, but uh, you know, but we have um, these black story writers. We're snapping. <laughs> you know, so what I'm saying black is, fe- it's like you need to create that. That's what I'm saying. No, I, but I think it I'm has saying. been created. I think it's overlooked. I think it's the same thing when they're telling black people, okay, you we can't make a feature film with an all black cast because it's not going to sell. Yeah. I think women, black women in particular, are told the same thing. We can't make a coming of age story about a black girl in the hood unless you're overly sexualized or you're in a relationship with a man who's white. Well, you know, well, you can you can make that film. Look, the film, like true, I think maybe true is saying this. You can still make that film. Not saying that you know Hollywood or whatever is going to throw a lot of money at it, but the the film can still be made. The effort can still be made can be made to make that movie. And do you know what? The people who will appreciate it will appreciate it regardless of whether it is watch. I'm doing air quotes. Legitimized. Right. Like by I felt Hollywood. the same way when I saw Noah. I'm like, damn, here we go again. Like, and then when I you know when I spoke about it, they were like, yo, that's why people of color need to write movies like this. Right. Yeah. You know? And f- you know, fuck Hollywood. If Hollywood don't want to put the money behind it, fuck them. Put it on YouTube. You know, share it among your friends. And that's how I feel because art is art. You know what I'm saying? Right. And go ahead and create. Just create. Make some yeah. dope shit. Right. Let me watch it. Let us sit around and talk about it. Right. Point blank. As we if, sh- if, if, if Hollywood doesn't want to back it, look, I got I got $22 in my pocket. I'll help you out with your film. <laughs> For women, though, because look, we're talking about a male male dominated genres okay so I can make a film and write it and you know and just say okay I want to do this dope thing you know and I could do that but at the same time, I have to get people to be on board. Keep on you know? pushing. I mean, Selma. You have to. Well, Selma. Yeah, Selma. But this is a story about Martin Luther King. It's a man. We're saying it was something more like a. You know, I'm talking about like, the director. Like a poetic justice kind of thing. We could with do Janet like Jackson, we could do more like you know through her more her perspective, but not remaking that movie. Just more sides of that story and more yeah. of that narrative. I think uh, it's interesting when you and again it's another kind of a black male thing, but it's the guy, the young actor who was bringing the. Uh, the remake of Birth of a Nation, uh, trying to bring that to Hollywood. Yeah, but and okay. Just said that. And I, you know, I agree with that. I'm saying, okay, we definitely know that there needs to be more screenplays that feature this perspective, a young black woman's perspective. Right, right. But um, that's still not like we're talking about dope specifically right now. And for me, this is just my cre- a critique of this movie, and uh, and I don't find it especially creative. To keep telling the story that's been told already, right? You know, um, you know, we talk about Boys in the Hood. I thought Boys in the Hood was dope, and one of the things I liked about Boys in the Hood is that um, even though gun violence was like one of the, you know, something they had to deal with, that main character, his father stopped him at the door when he was going to go out and get his revenge. Right. You know, he had, you know, so I liked that. I thought that was interesting, and Boys in the Hood was groundbreaking for its time, but. Don't Hope had an opportunity be, to be groundbreaking for its time, and it chose not to be through ignorance or because it didn't realize that it, you know, that it was, you know, it just didn't take it far enough. Can I just jump in? For you a gotta second? please clap that. Because She's just nailing it right now. So I'm like right. with you 100. <laughs> so right. Wait, okay, wait. I'll oh, give you the. Well, no, I actually, I 
actually think I actually think Dope was was really like groundbreaking in that representation in terms of uh, even even black boys and black men isn't really uh, as prevalent as you may think. Like we can pretty much name every black male coming of age story, and just because we had boys in the hood, I don't think that means we should just be like been there, done that, we did it. That being said, you can't really name any of those stories with black women because they're way more underrepresented, and I think that's that's a huge problem. I don't think we should just stop be like, hey, we have fresh, we have dope, we have boys in the hood, no I more black women. To bring, to bring it back it, to dope, it needs though. to just happen more, more, and I think it's kind of a cop-out to say, well, make those films. Like, black women have been making art for forever, yeah. uh, forever, and it's just because we don't really value that perspective, and we're not putting money behind it. When you look at the people who were behind dope, you got, you know, four black dudes, Forrest Whitaker, Pharrell, uh, uh, P. Diddy, you know, like, these people... They have money and resources, and they're they're gonna. They should be. I think they should be trying to kind of diversify the story they're telling. But they're gonna tell their you know the stories they want that are told out there, and they want that representation representation of them. So I totally agree with you that first off, I, I agree that that, uh, that character was Diggy was Diggy the most compelling so on screen. So dope. And I, and I would love to see that story. I hope that happens, and I hope that they. Oh yeah, that. that'd when we be saw, great. When the Wiz movie, uh, the Wiz retelling just happened. Like how how crazy was that when you saw like the way the black girls were just reacting to seeing themselves on screen like we need that to happen more I wouldn't so even I wouldn't I would. I just wouldn't want anyone saying well y'all had the whiz so that's enough like no, it just needs to happen more no that's not what I'm saying though that, I'm not saying that I don't agree with that either because I have two boys too so I'm not just thinking about my girl I'm thinking about my young boys too um, they do need to see that representation and I do love the fact that it was a young black man who was nerdy like nerdy he's not into street violence he's just he lives in this neighborhood this is where he's growing up you know the, the mentality the stereotypical mentality doesn't live in him yeah. that's the truth that's a story that's somebody's story yeah, I never saw that story yeah. coming up I, when I saw yeah. Boys in the Hood I was like this is dope but this isn't me exactly when I saw mm-hmm. Dope I was like oh Agreed. I this was me yeah. you know this was me growing up so that story definitely hasn't been told enough and needs to be told more but I 100% agree that there are just no representations especially of like black women or women of color in general uh, that are hitting the screen or getting supported there's not the demand for that uh, there's not the, there is a demand for it there's just not the demand to make it like it's just that the men control the industry so they're telling their stories you know over over and over again to especially, especially, really white, especially white men like look at the what was, that, what was the, the story recently what was the story recently where they said they needed the white guy um, what was that uh, we were just, was it the Egypt gods and I saw that no when no we no were, like, it was Miles, uh, Miles Davis, Miles Davis. With, uh, yeah, he's, oh, he said yeah, that the original story had like no white people in it and then they said we need a white antagonist and they made him go back and like rewrite it and add a white the white journalist to the movie because he's like yeah we can't pitch this without a main white guy in it so this is the Miles Davis story with predominantly black people in the original story. They had to rewrite it just to put a white face in it, and it's like that's the type of bullshit. And here you have an A-list actor and he's in a, Don yeah, Cheadle. And he's, he's fucking War Machine, and he can't even get the shit done. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so imagine trying to overcome those obstacles. Shout out then, to War Machine. Yeah, and then being <laughs> War, War Machine. War Machine gets hammered. War Machine gets gets fucked up in Civil War. I just want y'all to know that. So so imagine trying to be you know being like a black woman and trying to overcome these things. You have all these other obstacles. So yeah, it's total bullshit that's why but that's why it's, I think it's important we support diverse these like examples of like diverse representation in media uh, especially when it comes to people who are underrepresented uh, underrepresented whether it's black women or um, uh, even disabled people on the screen remember when mm-hmm. they just had Mad Max and, and the, I wasn't even thinking about that as I was watching a movie but then the disabled community was like yeah like she's she's got a disability and she's like killing shit and I wasn't even right. thinking about that like right. how often do you see that type of shit mm-hmm. what about we need more of it so in Dope there was the one character that really stuck with me and it was a small part and I'm interested to see how you felt about it was his mother 
and it was really subtly done but and I might even be wrong but it was in my notes there it was the bus driver right. it was the scene on the bus it was two scenes on the bus and one of them where was, he was kind of avoiding you know the gangs that were chasing me kind of dropped the one phone in, in the bus right. and then uh, they our introduction to her the character is the guy that comes on the bus looking for the kids and he's like yo bitch you know you seen these kids da, da, da. and she's just kind of like I'm not even looking at you you know and it's it's done almost in a way where I could see where people had the you know where they talk about the angry black woman kind of thing and it's just like her character is almost like at that moment is you know almost that the angry black woman what we don't know at the time is that she's deflecting from this dude because it was her son and that we then see later uh, when he actually gets on the bus later and it's a very quick exchange but we find out that she's actually his mother he gets to the back of the bus he starts to see all the different characters that he kind of saw throughout and I, I just watched this movie this is very fresh for me still uh, but that really stuck with me and as far as how they uh, introduce his mother because we kind of see her in the very beginning to know that you know he was raised by a single mother but we're not introduced to the character really really like that but I thought that was an interesting way to introduce this character uh, and it was outside of the band room it was the only other safe space that he had throughout the entire movie right. um, and that it was something I was thinking about was like where is his mother you know where is his parents and some people are like people think where are the parents when all these kids are doing this shit she's right there you know what I mean she's right there and she picked him up you know what I mean and kind of saved his life essentially in the scene uh, and she I was looked at him she looked at him she knew she's like you had, you had your day was just as yeah as you mine, know right? exactly you know and it was something that it happened so quick that I almost wasn't sure if I even heard or saw it right. Like, wait, was that his mother? Like, is yeah. that what really just happened there? So I don't know. I was just kind of curious as to if you caught that, if what your thoughts on that was, at least for that I character. I did catch that. And that was really good. Like, that was one aspect of the movie that I liked a lot. Like, his mother wasn't brought to the forefront very often, but she showed up sort of like, you know... We went. She, we went because I didn't get the feeling that she knew that that who that guy was looking for her son. Right. But that she had this thing happen to her during the day. Right. That her son is going through what he's going through. She pulls up on the bus to pick him up, and she's there to be to save him. Um, and they they shared this like we've gone through this together. We, right. we went through this together. Now I'm here to pick you up. Right. I'm taking you home now. Like I'm, I'm sorry to cut you of, off. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. And no, I want to talk about this over the break. If you oh. have, for if you're listening and haven't seen it and haven't felt figure out the whole plot yeah it's on Netflix go add it to your queue go watch it now um, during the break true, so true. good do you want to say the last word before we cut to seem like oh okay alright so uh, at B-Shot Radio keep it locked we're going to be back in a few minutes uh, we have more PJ Cats uh, send your angry tweets uh, to Tyrese and Rev Run and uh, yeah keep it locked at B-Shot Radio thank you thrust mustard <laughs> <laughs>
me shake my jelly. Jump in the dumpin' man, I got the crowd yelling. Get it, get kick it, kick it, kick it, there's no telling. Oh, 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 you better move, Ellen. I got a nice round, woo, like a watermelon. Right foot, it goes left foot, it goes right foot. Catch the wall, touch them toes, turn around like it's gold. Back it up, back it up, so you know you got it. Hit you with that.
Choose you. I don't wanna rush into it if it's too soon, but I know you need to get done, 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 done. If you come on, I'm sorry if I'm way less friendly. I got niggas tryna end me off. Yeah. I spilled all my emotions tonight. I'm sorry. Be shy. I'm back. I'm popular, the man. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Sauce in my bag. Swag. Swag. Ooh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I, ooh. Oh, yes. I like that. <laughs> 
I did not come to play with you hoes. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. I like cornbreads and collard greens, bitch. Oh, yes, you best to believe it. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Sauce in my bag, swag. I see it, I want it, want it. I took yellow, want it, want it. I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it, own it. I twirl on the middle, I find no alligators, get up. I lean over the seedle, sipping cuervo and no chisel. I go hard, I go hard, I go hard. Yeah, what's mine? Hey, what's mine? I'm a star, I'm a star. Cause I slay, I slay, I slay, I slay. Back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. Welcome back to Beach Shot Radio at Beach Shot Radio on Twitter. Word. Shout out to Obamacare. Let's talk about Pookie. <laughs> Pookie. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs. Pookie Hauser. Let's go. I mean, Before we Duke, get into Pookie Hauser. Let me talk. Let me talk about these these shout outs real quick. All right, cool. Who you know, every week, every week I do these shout outs, man. I look at this list and I'm like, yo. This list is either it's it's some weeks it's growing, some weeks it's smaller, but we always have one or two or three or four or maybe even five one, new eight, people. Two, eight, three, four. So I want to shout four. out Morgan Stiff. Yo, what up? Yeah. Dan Hogan. Yo. Don Fons. Hey. 
Kleana. Hey. Benson. Right. Swearer. What Wait, no, no, no. Uh, Swerker. Did I, oh, oh you it, s- it auto-corrected. Swerker. St- who, do we know who that is? It stands for... Oh, Dan, oh, Dan Robbins. Robbins. Okay, all right. I guess it stands Swerker. for social justice worker. Swearer. Uh, uh, curse look, words. I, I, social he's, he's a swearer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's a swearer. Sorry, I looked at his like, curse description. Words. I looked at his description real quick. I was like, who is this? Shout out to <laughs> Kwamizu also. Al Stanton. Yeah, yeah. Matt Skelkick. Daniel Micah, Tara, Chris O'Donnell, Leslie Paparone, 650 pounds. Hmm, interesting. That's an interesting name. DJ Italy, Taina, Mari Kush, Amanda, and Sorry, wait, wait, wait. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. <laughs> Can't let that slide, bro. Can't let that slide. Yo, shut up. But uh, the reason I said that is because wow. um, shout out to Albany Distilling Company. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's like what I call Amanda. Amanda. I'm in. You should work at Starbucks. Amanda. Amanda. Damn, Daniel. Amanda. You just gave Amanda like some crazy like model name. From where's she from? From from Sweden. Daniel. Amanda got that good hair. Daniel. Daniel. I don't know. Why is that so funny? And with the white With the white Shout out to the ladies in the building. Shout out to Tanisha the words. Damn. Daniel. Shout out to Amani Poet. Shout out to Angelica Clark. Damn. Angelica Damn. Damn, wordsmith. Damn, red stripe. <laughs> and hey, Steven. For the damn, Steven. Damn, Steven. Damn, Steven. Wait, didn't you say Dan Hogan was on the check-in? Damn, Dan Hogan. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Steven with the white vibe. Yo, this I couldn't <laughs> find Tyrese to add him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add Tyra Banks. Close enough. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up first too. When I was looking, always Hashtag baby Same thing. Go. Before you go into that, go for it. What do you got? We got we got we got two events this weekend. The Black History Month show at Albany High School from 6 to 8. You guys need to come support the kids. Show them that you were paying attention. What day is that? It's Friday from 6 to 8 at Albany High School. And then the next thing is, shout out Sophia. Um, together with Albany Arts and Literacy Center and Citizens Actions Action, we're doing a workshop for parents. Um, the workshop shop is called Recreating the Community. The focus of the workshop is um, helping parents create, um, make the connection between home and school and support their students so they can be academic, academically successful. Excuse me, I'm slurring my words. I won't, I'll be sober at the workshop. Albany Distillery. Yes, Distillery. Shout out to Albany Distillery. But um, the workshop will be on Saturday, August 27th, from 12 to 2. There is childcare and there is food. So it's really about rebuilding a network for and supporting parents so 
that they may better support their children There's academically. Food? What kind of food? There is food. food. We haven't decided yet. Is We're there yoga? Pizza. Yeah. And the food is for the kids, Masai. Cut it oh, okay, okay. I'm getting a slice. Would you mind tweeting uh, a little blurb of those information to Appy Chat Radio and we can retweet that out for people listening so they can keep track? It's uh, Friday at 6 at Albany High. There's the. Is this open to the public? It is open, it's open to the public. It's so needed as a, as a parent. Talent, what is it? Talent show? I'm sorry. It's a black history Black history show. show. Okay. Black history show. Yeah, without a PA system. As a parent that was not a great student. We got this. I, I have so much anxiety about And I had a three-year-old and a, and a one that's not even born yet. But the anxiety that I have about future homework that I don't know how to do is it's up there. I'll be at this meeting. I'm going to be at this meeting. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at this meeting. Yo, uh, Thursday night, I'm going to be at the Lionheart. I'm going to play fa- um, Formation. And then Friday night, hey. I'm going to be at <laughs> one Hex Arcade. Come for Formation. Stay and for the drinks. And if you miss Formation, I'm going to play it again. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Because I don't play songs twice in one night, but I'm DJing twice in one week. <laughs> Claws, loophole, in the contract. Bam. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Formation. All right. Uh, speaking of loophole in the contract, Pookie Hauser. <laughs> See how Perfect. he did that? Yo, we're like Voltron. <laughs> you like that, right? What? Yo, like when this when this story hit, right? So there yo, was, there was a, that that yo, that's my nigga. That's my nigga. That's all I'm saying. That's my nigga. Tiny bit of background. So the kid is 18 years old. He's in Florida. He somehow opens his own like medical clinic, and he's like giving he's giving exams and stuff. <laughs> he's got staff. He's 18 years old. It's your black kid, and uh, he's saying he's got a PhD, and he's going by Doctor Love, and he's he's actually Doctor Love. He's got a functioning practice that's profitable. He's making money. He bailed himself out. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that's my nigga. I want to be like him when I grow up. I don't Oof, fuck right? this nursing Oof. shit. I'm gonna get my uh, PhD. It's I'm like, open up my own practice. He literally went to the school of hard knocks. This is of, for real. Graduated. <laughs> graduated. This is one of the first like um, news stories that happened where there was tons of coverage, and I was reading everything I could find, and I still had more questions. I'm just like, wait. <laughs> But like, ah. I just want to know How did he open it Like what did he Where, where did he finish Does he school? have protection was From the NOI slow? Yeah like what's his like, <laughs> Words how? Yes I have so many questions And not because I'm mad at him I just want to do it I want to do it How did you do it I want to do it myself I feel like the, of the first Damn line, gotta Daniel be like, Damn Daniel <laughs> It's one of those things Where the first thing Is like only in Florida It's like yeah. one of those things That like kind of comes up Where it's like The crazy yep. shit that happens there When I first heard about the story my wife was telling me, and she's told me that it was like there was a young guy that was giving gynecological exams, and that's how I heard it. it yeah, was at like, first so, I thought it was like sexual assault. Yeah, this was the like, detail oh, that I heard. Up. I was like, "This is fucked up." I was like, "This is to some young white dude giving." You know, I was like, in my head, I already wrote the story. Yeah. I was like, so then I, when I saw the actual report, but none of that was true. It, none, it was it, it was all different, yeah. and it was like this guy was doing like holistic, holistic medicine, shit, yeah. and it was like he had a staff, like you said, <laughs> he had a credenza. I was like, "Yo, dude was like sharpening pencils and shit," and I was like, "Yo, you know it's real." I was like, yo, yeah. you got a credenza. I want credenza and, money. And the picture, <laughs> picture, the pictures that he had of himself with the glasses and yes, the look. And he was like, I would go. I, would, I need I would help. Next time I'm going to Florida, I'm like, I would go there. this dude. I want to go. Sure I'm all right, you know. I want to go. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for his future. <laughs> Wait. All right, so good. Yeah, Florida's crazy. Florida. Because I'm thinking about like the whole voting thing and then the dude on the raft. Yeah, right, What's his name? Right, right. Eli? Oh, uh, oh. Ileon. Wasn't it Ileon? Ileon Gonzalez. Ileon Gonzalez. Is that it? Yeah. I'm just, wow. They got a lot going on in Florida. Florida. <laughs> I'm just yeah, actually, this is almost like an improvement as far yeah. as like their, their mess, the mess oh, of Florida. Like, oh, God. But this this guy is doing, this is, he's doing the American dream. Like, I'm not mad at him at all. Like, he, he, took, he saw a system that was 
was fucked up. He exploited it and made a bunch of money off rich old white people in Florida during Black History Month. I, yeah. Word up. I'm so happy about this story. Thank you. <laughs> All those kids were black. I'm happy. Everyone else kids was black. It's like, it's like a victimless crime. It's like he opened up a fortune telling company or something. Yeah. Cleo. I'm not mad at him I was about to say that Cleo. Miss Cleo. Call me now. Going forward, like, the thing is now, like you said, is, is how. How? how? That's how? all I want to know. How, how? Sway? How? how? Wait, you ain't got the answer, Jody. Let me, let me explain something to you. Trying to Hold find on. Out. I'm going to tell you how. Tell us how. We built motherfucking pyramids. This ain't <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We did it. This ain't it's shit. Nothing. It's nothing. For real. Uh, he bl- yo, he blinked and thought this. <laughs> I enough. 18. And who are these? who are these patients that go in and he's an 18-year-old kid with a mohawk and they're just like, oh, this must be my doctor. That's why I'm rocking the mohawk, fam. Right, right. That's why I'm rocking the That's mohawk. That's why you rock it. I feel like, these, I don't know. I'm so happy. Was, I think his name was his, Mal- his name was Malachi Love Robinson. That's his full name if you haven't like followed the story. Um, I'd be oh interested to know he, did he put that name down when he was filling out the paperwork maybe, though for the building permit for any, so. all of it. I feel like there was so, so much that went I wonder, so much when, it's, I wonder when did he How get, did get the loan? How did he get the loan? Who co-signed? <laughs> Who, how did he get the loan? Nate, did you co-sign the building? He bill also has to have insurance, so he's probably going to get insurance fraud right. as well, like what is which that? is a huge thing. So. But can they charge him with, I mean, because they're charging him with like sure malpractice and shit. But I don't know, like what? Did, oh, maybe maybe you can't get malpractice because he. Do, I don't know. But people sell tons of fake well, shit online, all that's like uh, under the guise of being a doctor. How is it illegal to have holistic healing? Like people sell fucking bullshit like Viagra and all. It's like, like yo, how fake, long has like, this uh, business? How how long has this business been? In how is it illegal? Business? Like a year and a half. Holy, catch me if you can. And okay. that's what I'm saying. So he was, was 17. He, was he in high school doing this shit? Like, <laughs> but yo, I mean, people can. I can't hear Steve. Am oh, I supposed to be able to we, hear we, Steve? We need Steve to have a mic. So, go ahead. So, you yeah. were saying his facility. <laughs> Listen. No, I saw. <laughs> Damn, Steven. Damn, Steven. Yo, I saw pictures of the actual center. He built the center. He had the center built. It was built for him. It's massive. He didn't rent it out. He built no, it. Wait a like minute. a specialized building. And it is huge. So somebody had to co-sign that loan because he was 17. I mean, if you can get that far pretending to be a doctor, I don't think the loan is a big part of it. I mean, like, if you can just pull shit on these people for that long, like, you can get a loan. And yo, his interview afterwards, he's just like, well, justice will be served. I will be back practicing for all my patients. Right, yeah, right. Yo, I'm butchering him in there with a briefcase with Esquire on the end of his name. Like, all right, I'm here to defend that gentleman. To not only pull this shit off, but then to be at the news conference and be like, I got my lawyer team... I got the best lawyers I could afford, ah. and I'll be back practicing by the end of the week. Just oh like, did you see him walk off Good the ABC you. interview? No, like when he was, they were asking him questions, just n- not even fucked up questions. They were just like, "So, are you a doctor?" And he's like, "Listen, I don't have to answer these questions." That's like a really basic question. Like that wasn't like a trick wait. question. <laughs> we gotta wait like six yeah. months for this whole story to kind of blow over, and then try to get him on the show. More, yeah, they yeah. Like, they were like, well, "What are you a doctor?" It was a mad basic question. He's like, "I don't have to answer any of this shit." He goes, "He goes, I have a." 
PhD, but I don't want to say in what. Oh <laughs> and then he God. just gets up, takes his mic off, and walks off the fucking stage. And gives everybody in the audience medical advice. It's like, Pretty you know much. What? Actually, you look like you do some water. Like, everybody, look under your chair. You get holistic medicine. But you get holistic how is medicine. This more, how is this any way more fucked up than Dr. Oz, who's on TV and has actually been sued numerous times for giving out false information? He gives fake info all the time, and we're just like, cool, it's Dr. Oz. It's right. like, this is amazing. Yo, don't get me started on Dr. Oz. You hate him, too? Is that a I, I hate him because Dr. Oz's um, remedy for everything is selling you something. Some, if you exactly. can't, if he can't sell it to you, if it's not material and purchasable, it ain't going to be on Doctor Oz show. show. The only way you're going to lose weight, according to Doctor Oz, is like buying cheese or buying <laughs> green tea or buying fucking something he has red pe- hot pepper. Yeah, you know the. Watch. It's, it's a scam. It's a scam. It, it, it's but how, how it's is all that, product placement. So how is what this kid's doing in any way worse? And, and I think it's better because well, at least he's not hawking other bullshit. It's just like holistic. Cult. That's why he's selling hope. And that he's picture, man, hope. like that's he's not. But check this out. But check this out. Check this out. Like holistic medicine is a thing, and I don't know what um, the government regulations are around holistic medicine, but it's very different than um, probably what MDs and whatever the people go to. You know that that like get the medical degrees and practice in the hospitals and you know and blah 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 I mean there are naturopaths there are homeopaths there are you know holistic me- you know I, I, yeah I mean so what did you give me when I had a sore throat like I came to your house you gave me some books oh it, no did it work it worked for you didn't no, it no not at all <laughs> <laughs> what was that stuff though well, I'm, I'm not gonna um, it, was a, it was a homeopathic uh, okay. cough syrup probably yeah, that did not work but it worked for but me I, but I didn't sue you <laughs> <laughs> we Yo, good we I'm still sorry, good I'm <laughs> Dude, this guy is a freaking king. He's Genius. healing people <laughs> word, holistically. Word, word. He built an empire. He's a freaking king. That's it. <laughs> That's I'm it. done. Yeah. I want to work for him. I, I'm with you. I I'm with you. He's got a vision. He, no. sells, he sells hope to people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, last. Yo, it's the last thing in Pandora's box, and he's selling it. What? Your I man. mean, who's who's really who's really the villain here? This guy or fucking, fucking Schlockschkemeyer who freaking... Oh, the pharmaceutical The guy? pharmaceutical guy that raised yeah. um, HIV. Uh, AIDS yeah. medication yeah. by you know yeah. seven hundred dollars a yeah. pill or whatever. And that guy's walking around free, like, clown what the hell? And, it can, and he's young as hell too, and he's yep. selling right. bullshit. You know, so yep. I love this guy. I'm glad. I'm glad this all came out on Black History Month. This is awesome. the best Black awesome. History Month ever. ever. Yeah, got Kendrick, Beyonce, uh, Doctor Love, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Scalia died. This is the best Black oh, History Month yo. ever. <laughs> Black G. <laughs> what? Black G? This guy. Oh, he's Jody learning Tai Chi. Sure, sure. Why not? Why not? That's Black History Month ever. We survived February, so we can float in March. Amani went to Cuba. I can't think of a better one. I can't think of a better one. Yeah. So, so I think we're all in agreement. Everyone's on this on this guy's side. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. No question. Good. No debate here. Um. What do we? We could do. We can do another movie thing or. Or we let's, can do the selling out thing. I don't let's, know. Before we do that, let's talk to PJ Katz, man. He's sitting over there. Uh, we, I'm good. I'm just taking it all Look, in. Chilling. Right. He's like, my wife kicked me out. I just needed somewhere to stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's cool, Katz? Just the other night, just last night, I saw, uh, I was able to watch the adult rappers documentary because they got oh, it. They got yeah, it yeah. They, got it, they got it all free for like two weeks free. or so. Oh, 
Oh, I gotta watch uh, that. What I saw it on, somebody had posted the link on uh, fandependentfilms.com, which it was a site that I was not familiar with whatsoever. It is now my new favorite website almost immediately. It's just like all these different independent films uh, looking for, um, you know, more exposure and people to watch their movies and they're <laughs> sponsored by the website and they're free and you just go there and there's crazy movies up there. Your movie was on there and they got the, you know, you got some checks on the soundtrack and yep. they interviewed, uh, you know, some of the local guys from out this way and it was it was cool to watch. It was kind of depressing. Well, a lot of, uh, some of it as oh, yeah. far as just the reality of of some of that and it was really dope to me um, some of my favorite MCs that I realized that I'd never seen their faces before mm-hmm. um, it was and some of them that I was really surprised about like I, it was like evidence where I feel like a dude like him where I haven't seen his face you know since you know face in years you know what I mean it's been so so long with seven some of these guys never before what's interesting too is that these guys are all you know fathers right you know or mothers um, and they've reached the age where they've got to decide if they're going to grow up so to speak right or continue in their career and have that be a struggle but I don't think that struggle is just too attached as an artist is attached to older people anymore right I can't imagine young kids trying to go hit the road you know as well so it's tough so right. go, go see the movie fanindependentfilms.com fan, and I, I'm, I'm almost positive that's what it was well, yeah, yeah, to, I found it online yeah, so this, fan, this fan is where, films is they, where, have where they have it right there and what I loved about that particular site is that I could watch the documentary what, what I was holding out for was not the, that I that it was free I didn't have to spend one dollar but for whatever reason I couldn't watch the Vimeo link on my TV but now that it was on a, like a separate site I could like upload the site on my TV and I could watch it on my couch on my big screen TV and it was dope and watched it dope. and it was uh, it was very cool and it was cool to hear you know these stories of people and the one thing I think it was slugged he was being interviewed was something that he said where he's talking about um, uh, where you get to an age of where you where you kind of like where as far as the, the culture of hip hop music uh, and the notion of not giving a fuck and when you reach a certain level as an adult where you really you give a fuck you have to give a fuck right. and how to balance that out and I thought that that even that, that little quote and that little moment there was just like wow that's you know that was worth the you know this is what we sat here and watched it for was that little gem and there was a, there was a lot of gems in there and a lot of just like real uh, heart outpouring with some dope music by yourself in the, in the background. and some depressed cool. some depressing moments oh yeah definitely but I enjoyed it it definitely made me think about my own shit you know mm-hmm. being my age and stuff about to put out more music like right. what the fuck am I doing but that, this is unique to hip hop because I, I work with old white dudes who are in bands and it's nothing it's like they just they, they get up with their old other white dude friends and they play in the band and that's right. it and right. it's not there's no there's no like stigma tied to being uh, a white musician that's older but if you do hip hop and hip hop's relatively young you know compared to other genres mm-hmm. so it's like there's this stigma where it's like a young person game but now there's there's MCs well, the content- out that are 40, 50 I mean right but you've, you always come from rap it's a, very much of a bracket type of thing. Some rap, not the rap I listen a to. A lot of rap. I, a lot of rap is, it. yeah. And I think that... But a lot of rock sucks too. You know, like... I'm not I, saying it sucks. I'm uh, just saying that is the type of vibe that you get off. Uh-huh. And when, you know, you're, you're 35, at some, it's not always about you. It's about your family. It's about, you know, doing other things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, come on, I can't even believe you anymore. If you're still rapping you know? about, I mean, if you're still rapping about that true. stuff when you're 40, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's bad. But I, I still think, I mean, that would be like... I don't know. That wouldn't be the type of rap that I would listen to. Right. But I would say that there should still be the, uh, the the space for older MCs to to express themselves. To rap about without, driving directions and coupons. Or whatever, right. Yeah, 401k. Whatever and the, the, and the movie does yeah, cover like, that. Whatever the fuck yeah, you want to rap exactly about. That's 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 that
because we don't have enough ways to express ourselves right now and it's like why take that away just because oh you're you know you're 35 I don't want to hear what you have to say anymore um uh the homie D1 just dropped a track about paying off his Sally Mae loans oh crap I don't have that you don't have, you don't have okay I was so, supposed to get that he the track is just called paying Sally Mae back and uh he just got a deal uh and the first thing he did with his, with his money was pay back Sally Mae oh my god and, uh, hey. and even though he's not like way older it was just like this payback is the type music. of shit adults like rap about right. payback yeah right <laughs> Payback music. Payback. So this is the, this is cool because this is like uh, he's like older. He's slightly older, and it's like he he got a deal, and he's rapping about like typical shit that adults, people in their late twenties, like complain about. So I'm all about that. I want to see more of that. If you haven't checked out that track, you should definitely check it out. You know the Pay one that I like that was D1. not. It's kind of it was the Dave East song, No Coachella for me, and it's a little different, yeah. but it's like a song. It's just funny ass song where he's just like, I'm too grown for that shit. I got street shit to do. I got these pack to get off. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. go. Or it's just like. Like it's it's a different than that, but in a sense, where it's just like, but is Jay Zone in it? I can't kick it. Is Jay Zone in it? Yeah, 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 definitely. I got to see it. You got to see it. Oh, and his the stuff with Jay Zone in that documentary is so fascinating and heartbreaking and just inspiring all at the same time. It's it's amazing. The shit that bugs me about um, MCs that are thirty five and over, if you still rapping about the same shit you was rapping about ten years ago, you need to quit. Prodigy. Well, the big one for me that's that's been really popular the last couple of years is Juicy J, and uh, and what and I, I mean I get it, and I remember listening to you know the three six and these guys, you know when I was in high school. But it's bizarre to me that dude could come out and put the albums out that he's putting out and get this like crowd of like the sixteen year olds. Yeah. And Yo, to really Tom get Jones on that. can go out there and sing about Pussycat, Pussycat. You can pretty much sure. do whatever you want. Sure, exactly. Sure, if you could pull it off. Right. Yeah, look at Ozzy Osbourne. He was like fucking in his forties, still eating bat oh, heads and shit, him. and doing being Ozzy Osbourne, doing that crazy shit. I'm not against rappers talking about dumb shit when they're older. That's not my. Right. I'm not going to be into it. They can talk about whatever the fuck they want, but I just want to encourage like more people to do it and not be like, oh, I've passed the age where I can rap now. I got to go behind the scenes and just be behind the boards or something like. Because because there's so many it's like ill MCs that are now in their forties, and and I didn't see this as much when I was growing up. You know, when I when I was younger and hip hop was still relatively knew you didn't really hear about MCs in their 50s and shit and now it's happening more and more right. um, as as we're just getting older and everyone's getting older and like you know you got Jay-Z now even and he, and he wasn't even one of the earlier people in hip hop and you got like uh, uh, Master Kaz and, and all these other people who are now like really old school heads I don't want them to stop making music and not have, not have this uh, avenue to do it uh, for two reasons one because they're still dope and two because I want to still be doing this when I'm when I'm 50 like I still want right. to be able to make yeah. hip hop and have a way to express myself Right. Um, so to take that away I, I just I would love to get past that, and I hope that just like every other genre, as as the the actual genre gets older, we'll be more accepting to it, and we can still support these artists so that they have ways so they can actually do shows and make money. Because some of these older like you know rock bands or, or white groups, they can still go around tour the country and um and, and they'll still make money, mm-hmm. even if they're just packing small small little clubs. They can go around the country and do that, and it kind of sucks when I see like someone you know someone like uh you know I, you don't want to see like Grandmaster Flash or somebody working at Walmart or some shit. They should be able to go around. And pack a show um, Who did we open up for Last summer Um we were at that little fair in Connecticut. Brand Nubian. Yeah, Brand Nubian. Like, those guys should not be ever have to, like, work at Home Depot or some bullshit. Like, right. you know, like, so. Sadat X is a teacher. These guys are actually coming and to, he, to And he owns his own line. Yeah. Right? These They're guys coming, are yeah. with Rockham and all these guys. Oh, all yeah. The, Rockham, Coogee Raps. Yeah, Yo, you guys are going to come to the crib this summer, yep. and we are going to do some National Geographic um, deck building rap. Hey. Right. hey. 
just right. want us to stay with in your I know. Now We're he's trying to get your, free, labor. Uh, <laughs> free labor. Free labor. Bolts and dry, you know. Perfect. That's we perfect. Need more yeah. like, like brackets. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'll bring my table saw. I want to hear somebody rhyme carriage bolts. Okay? Got it. That blue do it. I'm with it. What we need is like more popular, like adult contemporary hip hop radio stations. We need we need more cowbell too. But it's like like we need to be real with the audience. That's our first dad joke. And support the audience with real music. The audience is there. There's just we're not feeding them. But Lobo, I mean that's happening in bigger markets. So Philadelphia had an old school hip hop station. I'm not sure if it's still going, but um, as of six months ago or so, Philly had an old school hip hop station. Pretty much. Pretty much hip hop all day long on on the FM dial. Um, obviously, we have Backspin on Sirius, right? Right. So there are these outlets, but I think that I don't know if, if Albany's a big enough market yet for that or not. I no, it's what not. Was it when it's uh, not. Uh, homie went when it was Grand Rizzo Rasheen in uh, in oh, yeah. Mercury. Yo, oh, that was the best. Doing, they had the thing on the air, and that was like any time. And I know it was, was on all the, the time, but when it was, I was so in the car, dope. and it was on, and it was locked. Yo, in. they got shut down I like Doctor Love though. Yo, because exactly, remember we, right. we were on that station, and right. the FCC was like, "You guys can't do this." Right. This isn't legal. Yeah, <laughs> it was shut, shut it down. down. Then they opened up with a new like. From what uh, I just, they had it to where they yeah. had the antenna in their car and they, and they were like driving spot, around, spot, like yeah. Yeah. DJing like, from the back seat. Who's yeah. got the tallest building? Who's got access to the roof? That shit was so. Yo, that was amazing. FCC was uh, not having that. Yo, jams, jams, nine six point three was reporting. They were hating. Like, they were hating. These guys are broadcasting. I don't know where they're doing it because they were so yo. Of course they were because when you stack shout out to DJ Mercy, stack up that music on a dial next to the bullshit they're playing. There's no five o'clock. Traffic jam. You tune in. You're like, oh, Absolutely. what the fuck is this? Yo. Yeah, people were listening. Hell yeah. Straight up, man. I would go. I worked at Justin's. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> and they got shut the fuck down. They shut them down. I cannot hear like, Steve. Doctor, I don't know what Steve's saying. I have no clue what Steve's oh. saying. Sorry, they, Steve. Steve was saying that he would get in his car and and listen, just drive around, and listen to that station, even word. though it wasn't, you know, wasn't like legal at the time. <laughs> Yo, and me and JB. Yeah, we we had our show. That's actually the roots that's, of this show. That's the roots yep. of Beach Radio. That's the roots yeah. of Beach Radio because me and JB were doing five one eight five. Fridays yep. every yep. Friday at five o'clock. We had our show on. We were playing all local music and pretty much BSing for for, for a lot of the time. <laughs> there were good shows though. And I remember, so. was uh, Rashid would hit me up and be like, uh, the the flyer I was making for the show. Yeah, he'd be like, uh, we had to change the frequency because the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you change the flyer? Now we're now we're ninety three point down. I set up three mixes. I set up three different mixes to like you know I think I wanted because I was coming off the Capitol Cool and was like I really just need to do yeah. something. Radio, I sent them three mixes, and each time I had the tag, the, the tag of what their show was at the time, and he'd be like, "Yo, could you just change the tag? We had to change this thing again." And it was, yeah, it yeah, didn't really work out, but it was, it was a beautiful That's thing. Why we're, man. That, but oh, we're on in now. Chumzilla just sent that message. Oh, he said uh, the fastest growing market in terrestrial radio is old school hip hop. Which yeah, doesn't, which doesn't surprise, which is me. dope, which is so dope. Man. Shout yeah. out to Chumzilla. Can I? Can someone give Steve a mic? <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting have a microphone. Shout out to Obi the Stone Company. Um, <laughs> Damn, Steven. Damn, Steven. No, for I had like a six month trial in my truck for uh, for Sirius, and I was constantly listening to Backspin. Backspin was really fucking good. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was just like every other radio station that you can tell they had like a playlist. There was like right, eighty right. forty we'll songs. Cycle just a friend. Yeah. If you listen, me, to myself, and But that's all right though. But no, some but of I mean, that just shit, the fact I wanted it's happening, to hear though. it. You know and, what I'm saying? You know, I forget who the 
the host of that show, the main host of that show is. Uh, but they had crazy interviews. They had like some really good golden era hip hop dudes come in and talk like crazy stories you never heard of about albums and shit like that. It was like a really cool thing. But it should definitely be. Is that Tory? No, 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 was, no, no, um, no. They actually had um, Backspin had uh, Zulu Radio on there, which was yeah, they had out Zulu freaking section, standing. Like man, our yeah, Zulu yeah, Radio yeah. is off the hook. I don't know the actual yeah, name of it, but, was, but it yeah. was, it's well, like a real throwback to that real like underground shit. Well, it's good to know early. the market is growing, and I think it's probably just because the market. I mean, us is we're getting older, and we have radios and cars and stuff, and we, we want to listen to it. So, right, uh, and yeah. you know, it gives us that nostalgic feeling. I like, you know what I'm saying. I like listening to it. I remember, like, what was it, like five, six, five years ago, when I was getting back into the music. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Cats. He was like, "Yeah, I'm getting back into it too," because he had took a small break, mm-hmm. and quite a quite a few other people did the same thing I was talking soon to be famous rap yeah and Hmm. I talked with this uh, MC from New York City Ty from the Bush you know Ty and uh, he was like yo don't worry about trying to find a market be who you are act your age people want to hear what you got to say As you get older, your fans are gonna get older, and they're gonna they're gonna ride with you. And I'm like, for real? He's like, trust me. Don't try to appeal to the young kids. Just do what you do. It's been working. I think, no, I think that's good. Such advice. great advice. Yeah, and it's been my advice. biggest flaw, or my biggest, you know, when I think about like the M and M's, and and Absolutely. I think he's the biggest one. Where I think about like somebody that I was a huge fan of when I was 18, uh, and because he was rapping to my to me through 18 year olds, and is still, you know, I'm now 31 years old, and I feel like he's still rapping to 18 year olds. You know what I mean? He didn't uh, grow with the listeners. Didn't grow with the listeners. Uh, I would say I know JB and I disagree on this one, but like Method Man's last album, that the that the cow or whatever, I'm not the cow, but whatever that was, where it was like we're kind of purposely looking for some of these younger cats uh, to get involved where uh, to me as I listen I want to hear where they're at right now and don't, right. don't throw back to me like I said but these people are you was know was the album J57 that produced on uh, yes yes one? it was it was uh, the Meth Lab I yeah, think yeah, it was called he, yeah. he went back to like he tried to he, he sounded like he said I need to make an album for young kids or something yeah right but normally he, he was, he's been pretty consistent and I think he started at a slightly higher level too he wasn't doing the fart jokes like Eminem was doing for right, his whole right. career where so to conversely I or to compare that to uh, like Capadonna when the Capadonna put out his album and he's got like <laughs> if anybody heard it and I'm Your sorry post yo was the oh, best but, uh, yeah that one so this is out and that was the pillars too he yeah he kind of missed me with that one at first but now I had to you think about like it so Capadonna. he had I just didn't I didn't love it love it but what I, I enjoyed and what I respected about it was that he wasn't he was making music that fit where he was at in his life and he was talking about his family and he was doing soul music and he had a band and it wasn't the the woo shit that I remembered from my childhood but it also wasn't him trying to remake you know what I loved from when I was 18 years old woo shit you know what I mean he was progressing and doing what was good for him at you know however fucking old this ties into our next topic which is selling out now I want to talk about different ways artists and activists or whoever can sell out and uh, do you think that it's a form of selling out if you're an artist and you're catering to an audience that you're not even necessarily relating to anymore you're trying to do music that you think people should like or like Method Man or you're saying Cabadonna was doing is that a form maybe not necessarily selling out but it has the same tinge or the stench of desperation that I think that sometimes selling out can do as far as uh, okay. where for me Method Man's a fucking legend you know what I mean like if he put out some real shit that sounded like any of his other albums before that I would no doubt buy that you know just off the strength of this is what sounds good to me uh, when I hear that for an example this dude if you know when I hear that he's intentionally looking to kind of tap into this younger audience um, that's like is that selling out I'm not sure is it like I wish he would just kind of appreciate his own legacy and, okay. and legends to stand. I don't know. I don't really know, but uh, I, I I'd like to think that 
that was where it just didn't feel right what, as what, a listener. When is selling out okay? If JB made a, a record that was just completely selling out, he got Iggy Azalea to sing the hook or whatever, like, and, and but he got a million dollars. Would you ever give a fuck, or would you be like, you know, do you make that money? Nigga, we all be on vacation. Stop that bullshit. Oh, I'm, t- I'm telling you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking like, about me. I was talking about Jody. Out. You can, yo, you can drop an album called All Lives Matter right now. If you make, if you make a million dollars, <laughs> tweeting that shit out. Yo, we'll take Flyright Global with that, that fucking money. To me, there's, there's, there's levels to it. And it's uh, and I think as as a fan of, of whatever our genre if you're, you know, want to gauge this, that, to that, it's, you know, there's levels to that and, and how you... So, for me, Lupe Fiasco. Well, I was a fan of Lupe and when I was like, why is Lupe doing what Lupe's doing when he sampled, um, they had the same reminiscence over you. It, was, it wasn't that one. It was the one that was uh, Modest Mouse. It was the Modest Mouse. Yeah. And I was like, why is he rapping on his beat? Like, why? why you know why? He... I'll tell you why he Talk was about doing it. that. Because he got somebody like me that would never spend a dime on his music because I haven't heard him before mm. go on popular radio. So selling out has always had this mm. negative type of vibe to it. But in reality, if you can still be yourself as an artist, this is just from an artist perspective. I was going to say that and expand your audience mm. without totally abandoning them. Right. You know, I mean, that's the goal. But to have somebody grow as an artist, right to your point, you still want to be able to grow no matter what age you are, and you expand your market. It's not selling out, I don't think. So you a, you were turned on to him because of that song, and you were like, oh, this, this guy's actually dope, and I wouldn't have listened if it weren't for Modest Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. It was that the, he had a lot of issues with his label, and he's always been kind of this, like, catering more to the underground scene anyway with the cool of that album and everything. He's always been kind of in that direction. He's always wanted... He never really wanted to be the big, like, top 40 pop star kind of thing. Yep. He always just wanted to kind of keep it authentic and everything. And he got put on a major label and they shelved him. Mm-hmm. Because they're like... They, he put an album out and it was the same kind of thing as The Cool where it was just like a really... Kind of like harp back to like a golden era hip hop kind of thing. Where it was just yeah. like really dope production, really authentic verses and shit like that. And they, they shelf them. They shelf them for two years. Mm. If and I he finally just came up, he's like, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna. I have to get this fucking album out. If you want a single, I'll give you a fucking single." And he did that single, and he got the album out because of it. So mm. I mean, like sometimes well, he, it's almost out of necessity right, too, you know? Right, right. Now, if I give you, if I say this name, and I don't know anything about this artist's background before he became popular artist, would you think that this person is a sell sellout? Or do you just think that that's that's the artist, Flow Rider? Flow Rider is dope, and he's not a sellout. That's the type. Wait, of in order to sell makes. out, don't you first have to be dope, though, and then sell did out? Did you know him before? <laughs> did, did, did you know him before that fact? Is what I'm saying. No, no, I never knew him before that. <laughs> so did he sell out? <laughs> did he sell? Oh, I don't. I I didn't, don't know. I can't imagine if him ever being dope. <laughs> You know, yeah, so you see that? Great. I think he makes good music. Mac- I think he makes Macklemore. good music too. Macklemore. I don't. Underground hip hop. All the way. Two records. All, all the way. Before. Yeah. He hasn't before, changed before, his before style at all. Macklemore can rap. This is this is what bothers me about like I hate a lot of his like just where he always is. Like I feel me like too. he's always in, not in his zone yeah. that we should be. But the dude can rap. I, yeah. On a technical level, he's got crazy he's old got bars. Seattle. He's got the syntax. As an artist, real quick, real quick. You talk about Macklemore though. With him putting out this song with DJ Premier, who sold out who on. That record is that premiere selling out? Uh, you know, to do a song with Macklemore is this Macklemore or Karis Karis one? one. Is this Macklemore selling out backwards to go back to his underground? I think I think it's Macklemore saying, "Look, I got bars." 
And me me and my team, we make some beats, too. We make right. real beats. And check this out. No, you don't have a mic. You can't. You don't have a mic. You don't have a mic, Steven. Whatever. KRS-One is not someone who's going to put his reputation and his legacy, incredible career. He's just not one of those dudes who's ever going to do that. He's just about spiritual minded. I think you just nailed it. I think the same way, though. Reputation Reputation. has a big part in, in selling out. If you abandon your core audience to what got you in front of 10 people and then maybe now I can go get 150 people on my side because I sway away from who I truly am as an artist but how do we really know that I mean right. it's so hard to tell I think as an artist list- man like as an artist from an artist perspective I make whatever I feel mm-hmm. and granted I don't, have any, I don't have any label behind me saying you gotta make this True Master's not saying you gotta make a record like this Masai's not not like yo you should sound like this I'm I do just, that all the time I'm, I'm just making yeah pretty much I'm just making whatever comes to me if, if if PJ Katz hits me with a record, he's like, yo, I think you should rap to this. And I like it. I'm going to do my thing to yeah, it. Yeah, I think the selling you know thing, as soon as it comes to, it comes down to authenticity. Like, yeah. if you're going to make if, music if just to make, make money, I think the real fans are going to recognize that. Right. And your new fans, who are like the kind of the pop sellout crowd, aren't really going to give a shit about you anyway because you're just some pop artist to them. You right. know? Oh, wow. But people who are like authentic uh, and people that you can tell there's a real intent. Like, people like, I think Lupe Fiasco is a fantastic artist. If you listen to the cool album, I think that's a fucking cornerstone of really good hip-hop that came out in an era of really bad hip-hop right, right? i agree and he stood st- he stood true to that for a really long time so people like he kept it authentic and i think it literally was like a do or die moment like either i'm gonna be shelved and boxed into a contract for years and i'll never be able to put music out again i'm gonna be forgotten so he had to make an artistic decision as soon as you lose that authenticity i mean Can that's you, when you sell out to i, I want to talk quickly about the artist pink because uh you bring up a, a point that I, that she always reminds me of when pink came out she was horrible she had this whole like she had to wear pink hairs like in her contract and shit and her album sucked second she got fucking famous her like next four albums were dope and she yeah. was just like fuck you I'm rich now I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want right. and her music got way better right. this is why I kind of support like lower level artists if they if they if they need the bread and they can sell out and then right. once you get in a position where you have the control mm-hmm. if you can then be like no now I run this shit yeah. I love what she did and I don't think she would have been able to do that if she didn't come out as pink hair wearing I think pink. it's yeah and you know what you know what I think it's a big thing too being a woman artist too there's such already a higher scale to be working on because there's such a fucking mold you have to fit into to even get recognized. Yeah, yeah. So I think that her especially, I think a lot of artists know this, but she's a great example of that. There's someone who just went out and was like, all right, I got to do this to get attention, to get a record label. Yep. And then when she got that stage and the, the bankroll behind it, she could actually be an artist and do what and she, she wanted to do. Beautifully. And like, she did it beautifully. I love yeah, like, her, like yeah. her next three albums. I was like, yo, this is actually like yeah. good music and I never would have guessed it I think, from when honestly, she first came out. Honestly, you got to take it as a case, but there's no rubber stamp you can put I on that shit because for the, selling out. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but it's, it's great discussion. I think that the more we know those level, low-level artists... And we see that they um, make music for those 15 people. I'm just using that as a low number. And stay there. Not make the choice of, oh, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to do this dance video and shake my ass in a video. If you can keep on being that, like, and that core uh Persona, whatever you're, whatever you're, as an artist, and stay consistent. And stay consistent, then you become a better you, rather than having money be the influence. Existential on me, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I think about this. The two things was one was the the black eyed peas. I remember seeing a black eyed peas in a Source magazine in a Dr Pepper ad, pre Fergie. 
Really? Uh, and I knew that it was kind of the beginning of the end Going where away. it was like, oh, this is just feels weird. Even seeing a Dr. Pepper ad in the Source magazine felt yeah. weird. So it was like <laughs> all of everything involved in it felt weird. And I was like, this is a sign. Did you think that that would ever happen? Because when the Black Eyed Peas sold out, I wasn't ready for it. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't think that would ever happen. Mm. But they just came back. They like kind of came back with minus, minus Fergie. So right. maybe you can't like maybe you can sell it. Now they're all rich as hell. Right. And they just came back. And, and now they like, have now the we're freedom doing, to do what yeah. they, they kind of want there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Source real quickly, shout out to Casey Orcutt. You can pick up the Source this week or was it next week? Uh, the, this edition of the Source. She's going to have her first published paper published yeah, article. Hey, 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 you know what I mean? And we were we were paying for bottles of the Kraken rum and and yeah, trying absolutely. to get at them you know via Twitter and we were our quote unquote non sponsor sponsors, but yeah. we were really trying to. And I just feel like it feels much better to one have an actual sponsor of the Albany Distilling Rum. But the, I think you're Steve drunk. Saying, what was Steve That's was saying about good. the? Oh, we're all drunk. Uh, the yeah. authenticity of of that, where I'm it's drunk. like you the know, authenticity the, of Albany Distilling Company. It's real. It's real. It's real liquor. Yes, it is real. It's real. <laughs> but what That's I'm a new slogan. It's, it's real liquor. Albany Distilling Co. Damn, Albany! It fits what we're doing. I'm tweeting out at Tyrese right now. And it it's doesn't real feel like liquor. we're selling it's out with sponsorship yeah. as opposed to where before, at least for me personally, because I, I remember it was something the truth that I came to you was like, yo, this, it doesn't feel right, us hitting up, cracking like, it felt, that to me felt like selling out. This we even sent, we even radio, sent them radio a freaking stuff. proposition. Yeah. We was like, yo, look, but you know how about you sponsor us? To that point, us? though, to that point, and, I and honestly, it never came through, man. Right. But, that, but that all started as a joke, though. Of course. The, the but cracking I'm just saying, that started as a joke, and then we're like, oh. I was just going to say, as far as the whole sound out thing goes back, though, I feel like I give every artist the benefit of the doubt. As artists, I think we all do that too. We recognize shit you got to do. You could be the best fucking musician in the world. Sometimes you just got to do some shit to get noticed because there's just so much other shit out right. there. Especially if you're from a city like Albany, necessary where there's not as much media uh, and attention here as if you're in New York or something like that. But you know, to go and. I lost my whole train of thought. Was I? Just gonna you know what I was thinking when you just said that. Oh, I think yeah. go. Albany. Shout out Albany. Shout out Albany. Still in That's right. I just tweeted them and Tyrese. How about it's the real liquor. <laughs> <laughs> the dude that did uh, uh, Be Kind Rewind, right? Michelle Gondry, right? Uh, the movie he did after that. Guess what movie was? The Dope. Green Hornet. Ooh. Oh, really? oh with that's Seth Rogen. That yeah. sucked so bad. That to me is like a sellout Sell movie. Out. It's like it's like you know what you can you, when you know the person can make ill art right. for yeah, art's so. sake, but then then choose and it, for me Yo, it's like, did he do like I think that happens John a lot Malkovich in Hollywood. or something. What did he do before that? That was just as uh, crazy. Well, the one that I really like was uh, was the Science of Sleep. The Science of Sleep was dope. Nah. But these smaller arty, yeah, really yeah, yeah. you know really crazy cool like stuff that he was doing. Small budgets, independent, and it was great. And they they gave him you know a you know. Billions of dollars to make a movie, and it was it went to shit. It was a shitty movie, and uh, whether that was you know, would you sign on to that thing to so that you can then make you know ten other more artsier movies? Is that selling out? I don't know. I think about Spike Lee doing the. Um 
what was it, uh, the old boy remake. You know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. why? You know, why do all of that? Why go through all that shit? Like, the, to me, that was almost like a sellout. What happened with M Night? Type move there. <laughs> with which one? M Night Shyamalan. Uh, and which movie? Just, they, every, just started losing after uh, Sixth Sense. I mean, I know you're a big fan of some oh, some stuff. I could see, I could see where I felt like he where he wasn't more a little more mainstream, but but I feel like he was almost opposite where he was like making. I'm I'm less interested in making mainstream movies, and I'm interested in telling the stories yeah, that my children came up in. with. Like sold in. Oh yeah, yeah he did. He, he, sold. he was just like fuck it. This is garbage. I'm just, I don't even care. We're I don't care it. if everyone hates this. I'm putting it out. He's yeah, the Kanye he really West of movie makers. Really? What? Yeah, for real. I think oh. it was. I do not agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I saw the happening. It was the first movie that I was in that um that you were beat, in it. But I no 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 no. Sorry, nice. I sound like Yo, can we get that cut? Which street? Which street were you? <laughs> no no. Listen, Yo. I was in the happening and people just left like in the middle, like yes. the half the theater left walking out of and demanded their uh, refunds. <laughs> I never saw that happen before. I enjoyed that one. The happening. <laughs> the show is paid for by Psy. Okay. Yeah right. <laughs> Thank you. Check. We're gonna wrap up. Happening. We're gonna wrap up. We got yes. five minutes. We're already over. So um <laughs> yeah I no that was interesting. I didn't think that conversation was gonna go that, in any of that direction, but uh, I'm with it. Uh, selling out. <laughs> Yo, what? We will never talk about that. You know, let's just talk about it in three, <laughs> no! in three minutes. Let's just talk I about it. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen Perfect. it yet. We don't care. The movie's been out for four years. Bro, it's too late. No, it's only been a couple weeks. Yo, yo, Han we Solo dies. Yo, we went to see. <laughs> we, yo, we went to see Deadpool. Right, where it was me, Steve, and and um and Gatto, and Gatto had the nerve to bring up the fact that he watched a bootleg version of the Wolverine oh. and it was it was a lot of the scenes were green screen yeah. and he was complaining about it and I'm like in Deadpool? Yeah you just remember Deadpool was in that? Yeah yeah but why was he complaining? But that one famously leaked that, yeah. that Wolverine movie yeah. where like everybody got a So we're like yo bootleg. man what the hell that's what you get man right. you're complaining about, about a, a movie <laughs> about an 8 year old bootleg? Yes <laughs> that's your, yeah that's what he did that's what he did he's like you know he's got you know, like so ABC. he just jumps all over the place <laughs> well, you can watch that right now anyway. oh man but Deadpool was fresh but Deadpool yeah, the old that's, that, that's a grown up movie man that's a grown up movie and alright go ahead I mean cause you wrote no, the, no, I didn't have a grown no, up no. little I just wrote the head up I just wanted to Kinda. briefly talk about it cause, cause the way this movie came about was the uh, the studio uh, or somebody in the studio leaked uh, the test footage that was shot by uh-huh. Ryan, with Ryan Reynolds much earlier and they actually kept that scene in the original movie but once the test footage got out fans were like this is amazing you should make this movie and then there was all this hype around it and they did, had this incredible market, marketing campaign um, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan and I didn't even think the movie was that incredible but the hype was so good that when I saw it I was like you know this this is cool like I'm okay with it and they made a shit ton of money because they only spent I think the, the budget was 57 million and they ended up making like 150 the first they fucking weekend it. yeah they killed it the so they, it was it was uh, based on the budget it was more profitable than a lot of recent movies including Star Wars because the budget was so small right um, but even despite that the uh, the push for it and then the, the hype for it was, was there and the movie was, was a decent superhero movie and that's all it takes I mean as long as somebody's getting beat up we're just you know we're like cool this is alright and uh, so it was a decent movie I had a good time at the theater um, and yeah and, and, it, and it worked and it kind of showed that I think if the studios spend more time listening to the fans than just trying to like come up with ways to manipulate the fans to spend money that it can be profitable and it, I'm curious to see how what happens with Deadpool 2 because the fans now have more more insight well they, are they going to listen to it or are they going to just say let's just I know what they're going to do they're just going to try and milk it but if they listen well, to hmm. people more I think that they would not only make more money they would end up making better films that are you know that are more dynamic and more compelling they're also trying to say that uh they want the next wolverine to be an r-rated 
R-rated movie as well. Yeah, see, that's what I don't want studios to do. I want them to be like, oh, this was R-rated and people liked it. I'll just make another R-rated follow movie. Like, right, right. Don't like, follow the. Don't jump on the train. Yeah, there's now. no. You know, just like so make a good movie. At the good same movie. time, though, so I heard, movies. I heard that the original, uh, the Wolverine, which is the last movie that took place where he's in Japan. Yep. The original lineup for that was supposed to be Darren Aronofsky filming right. the movie uh-huh. with Hugh Jackman, and it was going to be rated R. And so it's like to me that would have been the illest movie that we've ever seen because it could have been I, this is me my geek shit coming out but it would have been that Wolverine uh, you know saga from uh, you know from the 80s that came out when he was in Japan it yep, would have been right, that story right. it would have been gritty it would have been Darren Aronofsky doing it it would have been dark it would have been it would have been a very different movie than what we've seen thus far mm-hmm. um, maybe minus the, the humor that Deadpool had because I think that was a big part of that movie yeah. uh, for sure Good writing. But, uh, but if and I think what changed that movie at the time and what led it to being the movie it was was that they were afraid to have an R-rated version um, but, go out and that, that it wouldn't sell. left because he had a trouble in the family. There was, the, and you're right. There was that too. There was, know. there was some other stuff that went on. You know, personal shit that went on. Right. He ended up doing I think, something else. But yeah, man, we doing it. That would have been uh, a dark ass film. I mean, this guy did what? Requiem. Right, right. Requiem mm-hmm. for a Dream. He so, did the Wrestler. Oh, the Black both Swan. of those were dope. And this I is a movie that I, as oh, a fan, I would love. I would have loved to see that movie. Almost to the point where I didn't love the Wolverine because it wasn't that movie, and that movie was okay. Wasn't late. Late Deathstrike with wasn't she in that original saga like in the comic? Yes, yes, that yes. Was, yeah, that was and actually the Asian chick in the Wolverine, the, the one he's talking about, yes. yeah, was supposed to be Death, Death really? Strike. Right, yeah, they, they kind of did her, some kind of almost her, where they, they did it with Ninja Turtles, where yeah. things got uh, script rewrites and things yeah. and like partial movies got filmed that and things got been, taken up. What but the movie been, that could have been would have been awesome. Oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. But really, at the time, it was that it was the family issue. But another big thing of it was the R rating there and the potential for that. So. If they can go into it, like you said, servicing the fans first, and Make what that move. means is, yep. is really with comic books is just stay the comics stay relevant are, to the story. Comic line, books man. are already movies that are like they're already made. It's like the shots are written, it's shot for shot. It's like a screenplay. I think stay relevant color. to the character, right? You can like even making a Wolverine movie that's not rated R is just like uh, like have you ever read any Wolverine? Right. Like right. even if you're changing the story, my thing is stay relevant to the character. Right. So I don't necessarily need to see a rated R Fantastic Four movie. That's not how the the comic was laid out. Exactly. But if, if Wolverine's on the screen, it, it has to be rated R or, or yeah. NC-17. Deadpool being PG-13, like, I, I can't even... What would, why? Why would you do that? Um, exactly so that. I think they need to stay, like, true to the characters, even if they're fucking with the stories a little bit, um, because that's what fans are attached to. We're attached to the characters. You, like, we like the characters. On that note, too, the only issue that I really had with the movie at all uh, was the fact, and they kind of poke fun at it in the movie itself, was that it's the first time that you really see the limited scope of the Marvel Universe as far as how... The studios can all right. You know this studio has ownership of these yeah. characters, and these guys have ownership of these characters. Where like this Deadpool movie would have been so much iller if it was then tied to the larger Marvel Absolutely. Cinematic Universe, as opposed My to. My main criticism of the movie was that bullshit where they they only had uh, Colossus, right? And um, was it Warhead, Teenage Warhead? And it's like you, you're are you trying to incorporate it into the, the the larger universe, right? Or is it really like a budget thing? I mean, how how dope would we that could be? afford it? They had that joke in there, but it's like really yeah, like, like this why? this studio owns. The X Men characters. These are. It's like these are the people we can put That's in the horrible. movie. Horrible. Uh, you own everyone. Like if, right. if if just somebody, if if Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, somebody just showed up for a second, it would have for me like made the continuity that much more uh, like interesting and made me want to see the sequel more and be more hype about the upcoming X Men movie. And 
Marvel wouldn't have done that because Fox owns all the X-Men rights. If Marvel had done this movie, even when they did um, Guardians of the Galaxy, they had the tie-ins to the Avengers and these other movies. And that, for me, made it like this much more. I was geeking right. out more on exactly that. Exactly that. And when I'm watching Daredevil, I wasn't getting that vibe. It's like, you got CG Colossus the whole time. Colossus is sitting in the X-Men mansion in full CG form. Right. I'm like, Colossus doesn't do that. He turns into Colossus. In a bit like, where it's like, right. where he even says it when he's like, y'all live in this big-ass mansion. It's the same two people that open same the door every people, time. Yeah. And it's like, where, where it's funny that they talk about it, but it's like, damn, yeah. Like, this, damn, it could have been that much more <laughs> 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 you know? I'm sorry. I was expecting. Uh, All right. The Silver Vans. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. I love it. That's it. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Daniel. All right. Thank you guys for. Damn, Daniel. Thank you guys for Damn. listening. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Once again, thank you to everybody that was do. here tonight. Uh, PJ Katz, uh, Angelica, Amani, Tanisha, Sophia, everybody, and Stephen Struess. Everyone Struce. that was here kind of off the off the grid. My name is Masai signing off. JB and I'm out. Remaster Save the Whales. Oh, Nate the Great. Peace. Yo, Lo-Fi Lobo, next time I catch y'all, I'll be floating on him. <laughs> hey. Tai Chi. Hey. Tai Chi Lobo. We gonna change your name to Tai Chi Lobo. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, uh, PJ Cats. PJ Cats. Thanks for having me. PJ Cats Music. PJ Cats Radio. Yeah. See y'all next week. He's coming with a handful of Dragon Balls. <laughs>
Peace.